Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Game Junk Podcast for February 2013. <laughs> this is episode number 14, and my name is Sean. My name is Franklin. My name is Andrew. And coming up on this long-awaited episode of Game Junk, we're going to be talking about the big news, PlayStation 4. We'll run down as much info as we have and sort of talk about our thoughts on that. We'll also get to, um, I guess, a long-awaited review of the Wii U, Frank's thoughts. Both Andrew and I have played it a little bit. We'll talk about that. And we've also got a bunch of stuff we played, some Resident Evil 6, lots of other stuff. And, uh, of course, you're junk now. And the mo- most up-to-date things as well, like Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. We got it all. So obviously, and the not up-to-date stuff. <laughs> so, obviously, it's been, what, six months? Something like that? I think so. We're a bi-yearly podcast at this point. It's been a while. It's, you know, I haven't really been playing games much, to be honest, and that's part of it. I've been playing a lot, finishing very few. Yeah. Same here. Yep. I guess, you know, that's part of the problem is... We have to find time to do the podcast, but also it feels like if we don't have something that we all played or something that we all really want to talk about immediately, it just kind of falls by the wayside. So I don't know. We'll see what what this year brings as far as game junk goes. But And this was a perfect opportunity to voice our opinions and be timely and Correct. relevant. <laughs> right. With the announcement of PlayStation 4 yesterday in a two-hour epic press conference. Let's, epic. Let's jump into it. Did you guys watch, we could, we watch could actually or? We could actually be the pure, pure, premier podcast with this coverage with the news of IGN today, too. Cutting it, cut it, breaking news. Did you guys hear about that? I saw something. I didn't read any articles. 1UP, GameSpy, UGO, all closing down, and... IGN had layoffs. Game junk. Game junk's all that's left. Imagine that. (laughs) We win by default. (laughs) Cutting edge PS4 podcasting coming at you. Oh, actually, before we get to the PS4 stuff, did you want to mention anything about Citizens of Earth? Um, Sure, I could mention a little bit. Uh, I'm working on a side project called Citizens of Earth, and it's going to be a 2D RPG, probably coming out on... Steam mainly, uh, probably PC and limit Linux, possibly Mac, possibly iOS, and uh, yeah, everyone should check it out. There's a Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/citizensofearthgame, and we have some previews up on PC Gamer and Rock, Rock Paper Shotgun, a few other sites, Destructoid. Uh, so check those out, and we're going to be going to GDC and having a demo there uh, for everyone to look at. So hopefully, you guys check it out. So you're going to be at GDC? I am going to be at GDC, yes. So you're going to bring back all the scoops from that? Scoops. Big ones. Although I don't know what I'll be doing. Right. Reading about, or going to lectures and stuff. I think most people will go there and just get hammered all night. (laughs) Well, that's the night to sleep through some lectures. It could happen. I don't know. I've never been. News fest. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. I don't know what's going to happen, so. If that's actually what happens at GDC... I really want to go. Well, I'll let you know. I'll be the the reporter. Maybe I'll take some voice memos on my I might iPod. just go and not go to the conference and just go party out. with you guys all night. Sure. <laughs> Crash our room. Sounds like a good plan. So, uh, PlayStation 4. We knew it was coming. Awesome system design. Looks amazing. <laughs> 
So, uh, okay, first of all, you guys, did you watch live? The oh, whole yeah. Thing? I was counting down. Yeah? I watched it this morning, so about 12 hours after on you, a replay. So you didn't watch it live, Sean? No. Oh, well, my I, God. I had a soccer game, actually, I was at, so, yeah. <laughs> soccer. <laughs> but uh, I caught the last half hour live, and then I watched the rest today for the most part. And, yeah, I, it was weird for me because I kind of – caught the tail end and the announcements that i was seeing at the end i was thinking wow this is potentially big but there always was something that would undercut it like you know one of the last things they announced was bungie bringing destiny which wasn't a surprise not a a surprise but i was thinking if they could announce that it was going to be ps4 exclusive that would be huge like sony stealing bungie away from microsoft but it didn't happen and you know other things like blizzard Blizzard's going to announce a new game for the PS4. What's it going to be? Oh, Diablo 3. And well, it's coming for PS3, too. And there had been rumors of them porting Diablo 3 to consoles for a long time now. That, right. When I saw the Blizzard logo, I thought it was either going to be World of Warcraft or or. I actually Diablo laughed 3. a bit during that reveal because they are like, oh, Blizzard, this will be pretty good. And then all of a sudden it's just like, I hear the Diablo 3 music. I was like, you got to be kidding. And then they don't even throw, show any gameplay. It's just the logo for Diablo <laughs> 3. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start at the beginning. All right. Okay. So let's first things first were the technical specifications. Right. Awesome clip art display. PowerPoint. You got your high capacity hard drive. Your CPU. Your GP. <laughs> your brain memory. <laughs> Eight gigabytes dedicated memory which developers will love i mean to me that actually seems kind of low like you get you can get four gigs of ram pretty like 25 bucks these days well i think the kind of ram they it's faster is, ram they did say more that. expensive RAM. Yeah. yeah ddr5 which is pretty damn quack quick quack quack <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but uh i think there some people thought they were going to announce four though so they actually at least met what the Xbox rumors have been, I think Xbox was rumored to have 8 gigs as well. So I'm almost wondering, like, not to just jump ahead here, but they didn't show the actual system. They've said, you know, we're still tweaking stuff. I almost feel like half the stuff they announced was just a reaction to the rumors of what they think Microsoft is going to do. And they're probably also going to gauge Microsoft's reaction. And they're not, right now, they have those specs out there, but they could change them. They could easily change them. They didn't show the box or the final design, right? So they could see what Microsoft now does and then play off it, that it's and such change a, it. Like, like it's almost like Microsoft might have leaked the info about what they're thinking of doing just to influence Sony. And then oh. when Sony announces what they're doing, they can react to that. It's a and conspiracy. It's, it's such a, like, it's all positioning and... Well, here's the other minor observation I had, it, just in general. The idea of having E3 for console launches... Why would you ever do that? It, uh, what, this is obviously the way to go. Yeah, big time. You're not competing with anyone. It's not who won E3. You're all that people would be talking about for two days or longer. Yeah. And well, even before leading up to this, like the whole week before, people were like PlayStation event in five days or whatever. Like there was like a countdown yeah, going you, on on a lot of sites. Exactly. You know your exposure is going to be the highest it could ever be. You're competing with nothing. So why? 
I just think you'll see this for every system from now on. I'm surprised Nintendo used Wii, Wii U as a launch item at E3. I don't think you'll see that much it's more. It's funny, too, because publishers have been doing this. Like Activision has their... No, sorry, not Activision. Rockstar has their own event. Ubisoft has their own event. So they've kind of already learned that. Why do I want to get lumped in with everyone else when I can just throw my own big event, show all my games off with no competition at all? Like They learned this a few years ago, and it's weird that the consoles haven't done this. Well, there's been kind of an ebb and flow with E3 because there was a while there where it looked like E3 was completely dead, right? And now it's kind of come back, and it's, it seems like it's pretty much what it always was. But, yeah, like I think people... Like, I think why Sony didn't show a ton of stuff uh, yesterday is partially because they're saving some stuff for E3 because they know they have to. But, uh, yeah, I think everybody knows they can do their own announcements on their own, and that's fine. Now, another thing that surprised me was, game-wise, it was a lot of stuff I hadn't even heard of yet that wasn't even on my radar, uh, which is kind of impressive. They didn't just announce a new Uncharted game and a new God of War and all the things I was kind of expecting. But it was new ideas, whether they're good or bad, remains to be seen. But at least it was something new to talk about and at least in- interesting. I-, I wasn't watching another Call of Duty video, which is what E3 is. And Right. Well, I mean, we've talked about how the launch of a new console, you usually... that's prime opportunity for new IPs, new franchises starting up, and hopefully that's what we'll see. Now, the game everyone's talking about, obviously, Knack. <laughs> which yeah. seems... System well, that, it was interesting that that was the very first one they showed, right? It reeks of cameo elements of power to me. I that's was just going to say, <laughs> yeah. And I love cameo elements of power, but that's all I could think of. And Technologically, I'm sure it the way the physics simulation works with the components of Knack, it it's it's somewhat impressive, but visually I would not have led with that as a showpiece game. I think I wonder if that was kind of a little nod to the tech guy. Oh, for sure. He was like he, they said he was a system architect and he's directing that game, so they probably wanted to give him the nod like, "Hey, you you know, you did good on the system design. Why don't you show your game off to?" That guy looks young. He he made his first game in 1980. Yeah, He's got to be like 50 something years old. It's guys. <laughs> no, he might guys, be, a freaking age. Depends though. Like if he's considering his first game, like people when they were nine were screwing around on. <laughs> I don't think a nine-year-old made Marble Madness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's maybe, too good. Maybe 16 to 18, yeah. possibly. Yeah. But uh, I actually thought he was really good, very articulate, and. Uh, Maybe maybe a little too. Like, I didn't feel like he was reading off cue cards or teleprompter. He knew what he was talking about, and and when he stumbled, might, he got back right yeah, on. It and, might have been slightly uh, boring or manicured in a way, but I thought it was a decent way to open the show. Yeah, I thought in general it was. It felt kind of like a classy event. I mean, granted, there was not. Well, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of light show and craziness at the beginning and stuff, but for the most part, it was just kind of people, developers, showing off their games, you know, sort of blowing smoke at times, but... Yeah, we. this could just be running on it. I'm assuming a lot, half of this is running on PC 
with PlayStation 4 specs or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And uh, it, I mean, I'll be honest, the conference didn't blow me away by any means. I was just kind of, okay, that's that. And (laughs) I really didn't learn too much. Uh, I, I am not as crazy about this push to social media and this craze of you'll be able to share your, your screen caps and, Pick video. Who cares? Like, who looks at other people's videos? Who gives a shit? Although, for the uh, some of that stuff, though, I can see it being useful. Um, like, for instance, you know, for all the people that bitch and moan, like me, about like sports games, right? Or even just like competitive games. Like, if you brought StarCraft or something, right? They're talking about being able to stream it directly using Gaikai, right? So, right there, there's you as a developer don't have to do any of that. So if you want to try to create a game that's going to be sort of like eSports-like, you don't have to do anything for the PS3 or PS4, right? You just basically say, here's the game, and it does all the background video recording and sending it out for you, which is pretty good because then you don't have to worry about writing that for yourself. It just does it, puts it up wherever it's going to go. I mean, the only thing you don't have is you probably don't have control of where the video goes. Um, which you may want. Well, you can post it to your Facebook account like yeah. they did of the uh, it, kill zone footage. And one other aspect of that, the a player, a friend can help you out and virtually control your game. How embarrassing is that? Like this, <laughs> this is a Dwight guy feature through and I through. Might, like, I might call on you one night, Frank. So be ready. <laughs> like that to me is just. Well, I probably shouldn't say anything because I've. Well, I, I didn't do it because I couldn't do it in terms of getting trophies or achievements and having people help me out. It's like, I need a four controllers. And, you know, if I, if we play some co-op games and I happen to get a few achievements along the way, what's the harm in that? But it's almost like a live interactive let's play, right? Like let, let's play videos are pretty popular on YouTube. This is so, the thing. I think that stuff could be a big deal for the younger generation. I don't know if we care as much. Yeah, I certainly Well, I'm not going to sit around streaming my stuff and chatting with people on the internet, but... I would never a watch a video on YouTube for Let's Play when I could just play something else. What if you want a walkthrough of a game? You want to see how somebody did something, somebody, you know... I'll look up that specific thing, or I'll... I've watched... Heaven that. forbid... I've watched Let's Plays. Read a guide. Well, that says a lot about you, I guess. Oh, does it? <laughs> what about speedruns? Speedruns are mm, also... I don't understand that either. Well, we have a junk mail about that, so we'll get to it. Ooh. Sorry, Andrew. Don't, no offense. Oh, offense taken. Okay. You're going down. Wainer again. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say, like, I, I generally I was kind of over un, underwhelmed as well, but I think part of it is that some of the stuff leaked out online early. You know, it just kind of was exactly what we knew, and there wasn't a ton of surprises. But uh, I'd always been saying the biggest thing you're going to notice with the next generation, and this I was proven correct. Effects is where the biggest difference is going to be. And that seems all the games have the way crazier effects. I would say modeling-wise, texture-wise, not that big a leap, but effects is where you're going to see the biggest change. And I think the change you're going to see that's the biggest that might not be as apparent but will make gaming way more fun is having not waiting for menus and... (laughs) This in idea of instantaneous menus and menus always being present and available at the push of a button. I think even especially for 
we'll get into this with the Wii U, but system menus, like pushing the home button and stuff like that, it can be really long on PS3, and there can be delays. Even with the Xbox Guide, it's gotten better, but there were times when that was really slow, too, and delayed. I think... It sounds I, like they've pushed all that onto its own process. Right, so. exactly. And so I love that push of, instead of just giving all the power to the developer to say, you use whatever technology you want for whatever you want, right? It's up to you. If you want to use processing power for this or that, that's your call. I love that they're making certain channels for making sure menus are fast, system software is fast. That's the stuff that's the biggest annoyance. About the experience now. They're and really focusing on I'll it. talk about the Wii U. That is the worst thing about the Wii U. When you try to switch between like going back to the Wii U menu or going into the shop or just all these system features, the load times are horrendous. And It's pretty bad on the 3DS, too. Yeah. It, there's no excuse for that as far as I'm concerned. And I'm glad that Sony is taking measures to make sure that all that is as fast and as transparent as possible. Kind of kind of on the same note, um, this, these weren't really like big points, but I found them like, like you were saying, like things that'll just improve the experience. It was like the suspend resume feature. How many times do you know you're going to play a game again? Like you play it, you, you have it in your system, you play it for an hour, you shut it off. You know the next time you come back, you're going to play that game again. Being able to just basically hit on and start up right away, you know, it's not a big thing, but it probably saves you five minutes. You know, so it can add up. And then the other thing they talked about is um, the instant download and play. I think Steam does something like this already. Oh, yeah. And I know Games for Windows did that starting with Halo 2. So, I mean, it's not a big thing, but it's a nice thing again. Here's here's my thing. This is what worries me about that. They still haven't announced whether there will be discs. Or any of that stuff. I, I think they're, that's one thing they're really waiting they did, to react. They did gloss over a to lot Microsoft of key, and key things like that. Push of digital content over game discs. I really think they aren't sure what they're going to do yet. They're waiting to see what Microsoft does. And I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft has an online-only system that uh, you can't buy used games or resell games in some capacity. I think PlayStation would be very smart to do the opposite yeah. and allow that. Because well, for some reason, I don't have a problem with it personally, but gamers out there, they just freak out about not having used games. And I kind of have a problem with it. I mean, I go to the library to get a lot of games, right? <laughs> My library. Yeah, I guess. I said it. Well, they did. They <laughs> asked them about this. They didn't say it in the press conference, but they asked them afterwards, you know, will you be able to play used games on the PS4? And they said, yes. And they did make reference to playing on discs, like disc-based retail games, but it's all very vague. And I think you're right. They probably aren't sure to what extent, you know, maybe they will allow both still, but with the assumption that probably digital is going to take over in a year or two. And and they may even go with more subscription streaming stuff as well. I I thought I saw a report today saying that, that it won't support playing... PS3 discs, which isn't super I surprising. I saw that as well. But then it also said that your PS3 pur- like digital purchases won't carry over either, which I found a little more surprising only because they seem to be going to this unified PlayStation store. So I would have thought that they would have tried to encourage people to 
have that be cross not only cross Vita and PS4, but also across PS3 as well. That is actually kind of concerning. Yeah, I kind of expected it to be mainly just like a PSN account, not necessarily like here's your PS3 purchases and then here's your PS4 purchases. And if you want to play that PS3 purchase on your PS4, you got to buy it again. I didn't really think it would be like that. So are are you guys talking about the streaming via Gaikai PS1, 2, and 3 games? No, I think he's just talking about like games you've purchased on the PSN. Yeah, so I bought like Resident Evil 5, right? On the PSN. Now, if I were to buy a PS4 and sign in with my exact same PSN account, I would have to repurchase Resident Evil. I don't 5. think that's it. I don't think it's compatible. It could not. Uh, be. I, I don't. Th- it could I, not be. It's too bad it isn't. Yeah. I mean, I wish it was. But in, but in that case, if they can't make downloadable stuff compatible and disc stuff, it, it seems strange because they're technically doing it right now on the PS3 for PlayStation Two and One games. You'd figure that. With the rise of like PlayStation Plus and and a lot of those, it seems like a lot of people are downloading games right now through PlayStation Plus that have it. At least the people I know, you'd figure they would start incorporating that sort of style into their PS4 design. But yeah, maybe not. It, maybe not. It, it might come out later too. And even with the Vita, PS1 classics didn't work at first, and they added it later. And uh, there's all. Always room for That's that. That's a good kind of thing. It's all with, software, with right? firmware. Yeah, firmware. Well, okay. So, how do you guys feel about this? Because I know this is always a big debate when a new console is announced. People, if they don't announce backwards compatibility, people freak out. They're like, "I want to play my old PS3 games on my new system. What the hell?" And then sometimes they do support it, but then they'll release like your second generation version of that console and they'll drop it altogether because nobody's playing this stuff. Nobody really cares. It's just initially. People are kind of like scared to make the jump because they're like, I still want to play my old games. I don't know if backwards compatibility matters that much, but I do agree this whole idea of now being able to stream PS1, PS2, and PS3 games via Gaikai, it's cool, but it's annoying that if I already bought those games, I have to rebuy them. I mean, this is getting into I don't know if Nintendo they explicitly said it was through Gaikai that they'd be doing that. I thought they did. I'm pretty sure. Oh, did they? Yeah. You'd be streaming them? Over, that that okay. was the main thing they were talking about with Gaikai, I think, because I don't know the the remote play on the Vita. That's not has nothing to do with Gaikai, does it? Uh, no, no, yeah. So I think that was the the main reason that they had. I think they said it uses Gaikai technology, but I don't think it like sends it out somewhere in the cloud and then brings it back. Right. So yeah, I guess that was obviously one of the bigger <laughs> things that they announced. Um, I do feel like. In general, the fact that they were focusing on all these little, like you were saying, Huck, like the nice-to-have things, the fact that these are the big things they're touting on their initial announcement of the PS4 is a little bit worrisome because it makes me think, is this all a next-gen console has to offer? Well, and they really just said, we want to do this. We're hoping this enables us to do this in the future. Nothing is for sure, really, at all, except for the controller and the share button. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about the controller because that was the one piece of hardware they actually did show. It had leaked photos had leaked out online a week or two before, and they were pretty much accurate. So we've got dual shock controller with a touchpad in the middle. Which I mean, yeah, there's a share button and there's uh, light bar. The light bar headphone jack. Don't forget. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, first of all, they did, they showed lots of games. They didn't show any games using any of these new features. The the touch 
thing. I think the Unreal demo, they were using it. Just I don't know. They did show the share button. Okay, they showed the share button. <laughs> but I don't know. Okay, first of all, touchpad on your home console game controller. Good idea. Pointless. What do you guys think? I'm sure it'll come in handy somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll be a, a big driving factor to anything, but I'm sure people will use it. Yeah, I guess it's useful in terms of, uh, again, trying to say, hey, we can do a lot of what the Wii U does, you know, like just being able to say every other console that's out there on the market, we've got that feature on ours. I, I think a potential would be if I think of a game like Okami, right? You have to hit the the, tr- the L1 button or R1 and then draw with the right stick, right? If it was, you could just touch it and it, like when you press that trigger, it pauses the game and allows you to draw right so by doing that i could just touch it which would automatically enable the pause mode and draw much more naturally than with a stick that that would yeah that'd be awesome for that game specifically exactly but i think you'll find they'll find more reasons for stuff like that and i don't know it's it's fine add something i mean my biggest thing initial impressions it's a little gaudy (laughs) little bit of an eyesore <laughs> i mean when that got leaked it was i thought oh that's just their prototype prototype but mm, i wouldn't wouldn't take that out for dinner <laughs> but uh well i'm curious too if you'll be able to use the vita as a controller and use the touchpad on the vita you can I'm we re- sure. <laughs> we're just hoping these vita purchases are continue to be well, justified no, i'm just thinking the touchpad on this the dual shock looks kind of small like you're talking about being able to draw and stuff I don't know. That's a pretty small little area to be drawing. It looks smaller than an iPhone. I'm fucking painting the Mona Lisa here. I'm drawing a circle. <laughs> well, if they did want to put out like a draw something kind of game or something, I don't know. I, oh, that's where you use the move wand. Yeah, or well. sculpt stuff. <laughs> so what's the deal with the, the light ray whatever it's the hell it is? It's just a Wii controller. It's like is that the all it is? Yeah, and then I think instead of like on the top, you know how right now the one light will light up or the two light will light up depending on what controller port you are. I think it's basically going to be a color. like the move, how it's like orange or red or green or whatever. It, I don't know how, what, whatever one matches. And I think there'll be games that take advantage with the, the camera of who's sitting where next to each other and party so, games that so they're, could they're, take advantage of that. They're starting to integrate some of the connect type technology as well. Yeah, it sounds like it. I think they said the camera can follow you around, right? So... Or may it just follows the light bar? I guess it follows the light bar. So, I mean, I guess they had the eye toy or whatever, but making this a part of the console, you know, guarantees that people will use the features a little bit more. So that's kind of interesting, I guess. Uh, so what else was announced in terms of features? I mean, they showed the new, what appeared to be the uh, cross-media bar, right? Which was... It actually looked a bit like Windows 8. What, was the, that the, the PlayStation Store? Like? I thought that was the PlayStation Store. No, that store. was the new... Uh, I thought that when they said it, it, this is the new look like we've reconfigured for your kind of home screen. Mm, maybe. Because it, it had your name, it had uh, the games you were playing, and it had your messages in the corner and stuff like that. Right. It. I don't know. It looked okay. I, I My initial impressions for that was this looks like Windows 8. It didn't look s- Sony to me. I thought it was the PlayStation Store, actually. No. So, yeah, you guys are talking about the uh, being able to play something as you download it. I'm not entirely clear on 
it sounded to me like all they were saying is we're going to download games ahead of time that we think you're going to play, and that's how you're going to be able to play. As you I hope know. I can turn off that feature. Yeah, I know. That sounds pretty annoying to me. It's stupid. <laughs> I thought they said that you, if you wanted to play, like, I don't know, a game like Guacamelee, you could uh, just start it going. It would download, like, the bare minimum, and then you can start playing it. And then in the background, it would download the rest while you're playing the yeah. first couple levels. So is it just that they're they forcing developers to package the game in a way that there's sort of a yes. demo? Okay. I don't know. I, do, I mean, they make it sound like it's some yeah, it big feature. But it's, and it's been on PC games for a while. Yeah. It's nothing new. Uh, now, what about... Oh, they announced there's going to be a PlayStation Network app, which is basically like the Xbox smart glass thing. So you can have like a second screen experience type thing on your iPad or iPhone or smartphone, whatever you have. Does anyone care? Probably not. Uh, I, I guess the only thing that might be handy for that is to browse the PlayStation Store and buy games when you're not near your console. Yeah, on the go. Um, okay, so should we talk about some of the other games they showed off? I think. Yeah, we, yeah. Let's do it. So first game, Killzone. Cool. Knack. Knack, bud. Oh, Knack. Sorry, I thought we touched on Knack already. <laughs> Knack. What do you? What do you think, Sean? I actually like Knack. Maybe it's just because it was something kind of original and new. I don't know. I, I could see myself get into it. I, I like the look of the cartoony I, characters. Oh, too. I hate it. Really? Yeah, I didn't like it one bit. I thought it looked good. My problem with it is I felt like it was a trailer for a Pixar movie more than a trailer for a game. Well, I didn't I, see... There was like maybe... 10 seconds of gameplay that I could identify as gameplay. Let's say a trailer for um, a DreamWorks animation studio movie. <laughs> <laughs> because the the art quality is not that, that high, and artistically it looks like something from the Xbox era of video games to me. Oh, ouch. It, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. I, I, I think don't agree it, with that at all. Because like, we've seen sort of 3D cel-shaded cartoony platformers before but something about this one looked a lot the more character of knack just the design of that character yeah i would say is a step down from voodoo vince <laughs> for xbox like it's or blinks take your pick i don't know he's got a lot more parts <laughs> flying around so. that's it but the actual look of the character is lame come on I don't that's know. The I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about the what about the design of the characters i just like the the look overall of the the style of it, I guess. I was very unimpressed. Very unimpressed with that aspect. I got, I like a good platformer action game. Cartoony. I'm not... You give it a It's shot. not a lost cause. I buy everything. Let's, <laughs> let's face it. <laughs> right. But... If there's an animal in it, he's hooked. But, uh... Yeah, not blowing me away. All right. And then the, the, the demonstration of playing it on Vita... Because he just runs down a hallway and opens a gate. Like, give me a fucking break. This is the next generation. So we didn't really talk too much about the remote play thing. Is that is this something that's cool? Like, yeah. Again, to me, it seems like trying to reproduce Wii U functionality a bit. Well, that's one of the reasons I brought, bought my PSP. So I could do that with PlayStation 1 games. I don't know if you guys remember that the yeah. PSP can do that. But you can put a PS1 game in your PS3 and then stream it to your PSP. And I would do that occasionally, but it wasn't very good. It wasn't very fast. Well, the difference with this, hopefully if it's fast enough, the Wii U range is about 20 feet. I mean, I, if I'm in my, in my bed playing, 
I have to lean to the right side of my bed. If I go this way, I lose my <laughs> connection. So wow. it's not that powerful. And with this, you could, I could play my PS3 at your house, right? It's just over the internet. That's that's, that's a true. big difference. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. So, but uh, have you tried it? Because I know there's some games that have remote play on the Vita right now. No, I still remember when some there was a, a hack or some weird glitch where you when Lair, do you remember the game Lair came out? Yes. The no. guys who did uh, Rogue Squadron, Factor Five, I think, <laughs> yeah. or Level Five, and they uh, it was the Dragon Six Axis game that you could only use Six Axis with. You'll remember it if you saw it. I think it was a launch title or close that, to that. That worked via remote play for a short period of time before they fixed it. And I think one of the Batman games did too. Huh. Well, People have other ways. Like you can you make a, it happen other ways. If you have a dev kit, I think you can do it. I got five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's nice to have. It just seems like another one of these. Check it off. Make sure you have it for your next right. system. Sure. Nothing revolutionary. Right. And which, you know, I mean, that seems to be what's going on here is that it's, I mean, for us, we'll probably buy it. We'll probably be into it. But, I mean, getting the general public interested in, they already have their PS3 or their Xbox, and they've got lots of games they like. I don't know. Like, some of these games, like you said, are already, they are also coming out for the PS3, like Destiny. Why am I going to buy a PS4? If I'm general Joe public. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's going to be a slow uh, purchase rate on all next-gen consoles. I mean, you're seeing it with the Wii U. I mean, I don't know if that's really considered to the par with this, but I don't know. I think I think the, the main advantage of a PS4 right now is you know the games will run on it, whereas with a PC, you know, it might not. You might have to do some maintenance on your PC, so... I think eventually people will buy the new consoles. I don't think people will be rushing out to buy them, though. Yeah. It'll take one exclusive game or a Call of Duty that is just on next-gen systems. Killzone. Uh, Killzone looked pretty good. I mm, There's a lot of smoke. I really like the look of the city, and I thought like the reflective buildings and the, the vistas, the waterfalls were really captivating. Action-wise, it looked like Killzone 3. Yeah, it didn't blow me away, but I would say the most awkward thing about that demo was when they transitioned to the next game, Drive Club. The logo for Drive Club is very similar to the logo for Killzone and the company that makes Killzone. Yeah, I was very confused if it was the same company or not. A bit of a faux pas. <laughs> bit of a faux pas. Yeah, I was confused as well. Were you? Honestly? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was like, is this the same game? Who's this guy up here talking Get about? your shit together. And put a game in between those two. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just have a better intro. I don't know. So do you guys think Drive Club is Sony giving the big fuck you to Gran Turismo? Uh, well, well, why? What happened exactly? Is it Nothing. They didn't show Gran Turismo. They showed Drive Club. That's what I mean. Yeah, to me, the the only thing that has me way more excited for Drive Club than Gran Turismo is it seemed like the menus pop up very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> the menu system for Gran Turismo is the worst yeah, menus bad. of all time. Of all time. I mean, I don't I don't play racing realistic racing games, but I I found the whole demo pretty hilarious actually. Like he was just 
he was just jizzing over cars. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the worst thing is that he emphasized like play as a team, but you never really got a feel what that means from the demo. Yeah, that's true. They they talked about how <laughs> it's, it's like this amazing concept, yeah. but what you is just, the concept? You the circle jerk <laughs> on the fucking Lamborghini and. <laughs> Yeah, you get in it and you feel. Depending it. on which way the fabric direction is, it'll <laughs> the lighting of the seat. The, it'll the, stain differently. The reflection of the leather interior changes depending on if you've washed it recently or not, or something like. The only thing I think I saw was they pulled up a map of the world and it had like two friends in one spot, but you don't really know what that means. That could just be like a social thing, like Foursquare for cars or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a car guy. Agreed. But I'll, it looks pretty good. I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it could be interesting to... I might get more into driving games if I had friends that wanted to play it and people who I knew that were good at racing. I suck at racing games, but I, I always start playing them and I'm like, I'm never going to be good at this game. Yeah. I just don't get driving. Too much investment yeah. required. So are we are we on to the goof from fucking sucker punch yet? Infamous. Yep, I think we are. Oh, here we go. Can I just say Frank's love child? That intro I, I totally thought it was gonna be watchdogs, but then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, this so did I actually. Ubisoft. It's such a weird like why would they do an intro? Political about statement. That? Massive political statement. It's so strange. It was so lame. It was it was <laughs> The most pathetic things I've ever <laughs> like, seen. I, well, I was kind of interested when he was doing that whole intro, and then as soon as he's like, "Now imagine we have superheroes," and I was like, "Oh, okay, never mind." <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> it seems so goofy. I, I don't know to you guys, but I felt like that whole thing was one big giant like CG movie. It didn't look. It didn't even look that good, to be honest. No. Except when they showed the main character's face. Really, I that thought actually, that didn't even look. That I thought good. that looked pretty good, but. I yeah. thought the back of the chick with the red hair looked oh. better. Oh. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Interesting. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like Infamous. I'm excited for the game, but was not blowing me away. I mean, that's... It's interesting that that and Killzone are the two big sort of first-party titles that they're showing off. I think it's just because all the other major franchises just had games come out or, or have something coming out in the next four months. Oh, so, they will have... Uh, whatever Naughty Dog's doing at E3. Guaranteed. So what's going on? Because they have two teams, yeah. and one's doing Last The of Last of Us, so we don't know what the Uncharted 3 team is doing. Is that I right? I bet you I know. Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. And that's the thing. I was a little oh, surprised they didn't starring, have... instead of Drake, Ellie. Elena. Elena. <laughs> oh, <I'm> swooning. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you think it was bad that they didn't show a new Uncharted game? Like, obviously, they launched no. the Vita with an Uncharted game, and I think that, well, it worked for me. <laughs> it got me <laughs> interested, but... Uh, I don't think it's that big a deal. It'll be coming. Okay. I think we know. I think everyone knows it's coming, coming, so they didn't need to show it. Right. Same with God of War. Yeah. All right, what's next? Was it the Quantic... The Dream? Oh. The Witness was first. Oh, how could I forget? Jonathan Blow. Johnny Blow. Very interesting hair pattern. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, I was loving everything coming out of this guy's mouth, as I said on Twitter. Just this idea of not extending games with bullshit driving and walking across 
two kilometers to get to your next goal. I hate that shit. And it, it is bloating just to say our game is 60 hours long. It It's not fun. I don't care. So to hear that, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be the greatest game ever. <laughs> and what it. do I get? Missed. Missed. <laughs> <laughs> He got it. <laughs> you have to admit, he seemed like a bit of a dick when he came out, and he was like, I'll have to see if I can follow all those explosions or something like that. that have you not watched any interviews with well, Jonathan Blow before? No, no, no. Aware, I but. think he was talking about, uh, he said, how do I follow up after something like that? Some, something so powerful. or Man, if you... In regards it, to the sucker punch, like the framing of this political statement... I don't think he said that. Oh yeah, <laughs> or it was either the guy who introduced him. I don't know if else. you if you took a drink every time someone said, "How do I follow up that?" You'd be hammered. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I will admit though, I think the witness is one of the out of everything I was shown, probably the one I'm most excited about. Even though I don't really know what the hell it is, I'm excited for it. I like puzzle games, and I mean, it was easy for him to say this game is about. Uh, was it Eureka? What, what's the word he used? Yeah, like the epiphany. Eureka, epiphany. epiphany yeah. And that's easy to say. To to say you're the best at creating this epiphany moment. Bold. Very. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see if he can follow it up. But but if it does deliver on that, whoo, <laughs> pretty impressive stuff. But I do think it's a big deal that Sony was able to get him on board to do this for the PS4 and to actually be at this press conference because he is kind of a guy that... Although it's like a timed release. Eh? Did you catch that? They're like, no. it'll be exclusive at the time of the PS4 launch. Mm, okay. So essentially, it, it could be like a week after it released on everything else or it could be like six months. Wait. But it's not going to be exclusive, exclusive. My biggest disappointment is half of the puzzles look like it's just drawing those stupid squares and lines. That did look like the only thing you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you went left instead of right. Sorry. Ooh, I can't wait to again. unlock the secrets of these square lines. <laughs> <laughs> Eureka! <laughs> All right, so Quantic yeah. Studios. Yeah. This was by far the most impressive thing that I saw. I'll disagree. Well, I admit it's just one head. But it looked amazing. It was the best looking head I've amazing, ever seen. It did look amazing, but NVIDIA's been doing that exact same thing like three years ago when DirectX 11 came out. They had the exact same video with that fairy girl. Have you guys seen that? No. No, I want to. It has like ambient occlusion lighting and everything, like, or however you say it, lighting under her skin, the stuff that like shows off the skin glow. Oh, I'm not saying doing it's... Doing all that stuff years ago, and they showed one head floating in a room that's the thing. Let's the, see it the, in a game. The right? difference like, is it's running on the console. PS3 could probably do that right now. One head floating in a room. I don't think so, Huck. Dwyer's nodding. I, I agree I'm, with Dwyer. I'm with Huck in the sense that I, I like, you know, you're using all the system resources potentially to draw one yeah. head. Like, you expand that to 40 heads, then I'd be impressed. And all doing different things and all looking different. Then I would be impressed. Or just show it in a cutscene or in a game. In well, to game. be fair... The next things we're going to talk about, the Square Enix and um, the Capcom one, they looked pretty close to that, the models, I would say, and everything else was there too. I guess. I don't know. Those, I wasn't, 
I I took nothing away from those just because I can't tell. Like they're obviously not gameplay. They're just. I think they I were. Think there was slices of gameplay. Really? Like yeah. when he was walking down the hall with the torch and stuff like that in the Capcom one. Well, and when he was under uh, behind the cover, they could have just obviously faked this too, but they showed weapon selection menus on there. And yeah, I think there was true. one when he was walking as the dragon burst in. That kind of looked like gameplay also, but... If that is gameplay, that looks amazing. I'm on board for that game. But do you remember Do you remember when Killzone 2 was was shown off? I do. I remember that. And there's that. I didn't. I didn't say. I said if it is the gameplay. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's the same thing again. Like I, I just, I can't help but be a little bit suspicious of stuff like this. My but. biggest fear is, sure, this is looks awesome. How are you going to be able to sustain this for a 20 hour game visually? It yeah. would take so much work from artists. The to create assets this high quality all the time. With and, all the detail. And environments, the biggest thing, yeah, is the density of the environments. To maintain that is going to be very tough. I was thinking that during the Killzone demo. I was like, this is going to require like 500 people to make Yeah, this it would be interesting just... to know how long it took them to make that demo. Because it was quite detailed. Quite detailed. Yeah. So, uh, did you guys catch the Street Fighter tease at the end of the Capcom? Uh, no, thing? well, the the Blanca. Yeah, isn't that a Street Fighter guy? Yeah, yeah. It was just I thought it was just a Capcom nod kind of thing. Just a little fanboy. You know. We didn't mention the Epic Four demo. Four was it what worth was mentioning? No, I <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but I think it was the same one they showed at E3 or shortly after E3. Yeah, very similar. The the guy with the flaming yeah. axe or whatever the hell it was. Again, all of is mostly effects. Oh, so we didn't talk about the media molecule thing. Well, we, I don't think we've gotten there quite yet. Yeah, we're there. Yeah? Oh, yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> it was a party. A new artist tool. <laughs> I, I don't know. No. I skipped that whole, like, these guys did it in one take thing. I skipped that whole thing. I don't know what that was. Like, I was, I was watching it, you know as I was working and I kind of kept looking over and then all of a sudden they have like people like controlling band members Almost on like stage. Marionettes, it, it was like Wii music. Yeah. And then, the, then it's over. And I was like, is that even a game? Like what? And it seemed what long that? too. It just seemed long. Oh yes. Yeah. It was brutal. Like that, was that guy really was up weird. there talking about sculpting for a good five minutes and then they showed I thought the sculpting video. thing was kind of cool. What are you uh, going to do with that, though? Yeah, I, I mean, know, medium, draw big cocks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, medium and molecule. Set it, stream it over the internet. <laughs> medium, said it might create my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> medium molecule seems like a cool place to work. Seems like they got lots of creative people there. You know, can't wait to see what game they come up with next. I just don't know what the hell that was that they showed. Yeah. Like, is it a game? Or is it just showing off the capabilities of... Or are they showing off their tools or something? Like, I don't know. It was weird. To me, I was in fast forward, so how long does it actually take? <laughs> to me, it seemed as a building block to another little big planet where I saw the sculpting as being a cooler way to model things for games rather than just using cutouts of, cutouts of blocks and stuff like that. And I also saw it as I saw the motion controller stuff potentially as a way to animate cutscenes and stuff like that. If you... It, for something like Little Big Planet, if you wanted to control, yeah. Either though, it looks like a tool. It looks yeah. like a tool to some in-game editor 
or something like that. It I think doesn't it's, look like a game. Yeah, I think it's way. like they said, the next step of creating on a, on a next gen console. Right. And I think that combined with touchpads and stuff like that, if they expanded Little Big Planet, I think you'd see a lot more stuff. And I think the other idea would be people doing sculptures and sharing them and creating a universe of building blocks to make a game from. That is kind of what they lean to in that one part where he said, I'm not that good at sculpting, but I can take what other people do and make a world with it. I think that's what exactly what he was leaning to. Now adding animation to that stuff. That's a whole nother thing. Creating a static world would be fine, but how would you make it dynamic? And I guess in the world, a little big planet, you don't really need it necessarily, but well, I think that's what the move stuff, you would attach something that says, a component, this is a, a movable item, and then you'd kind of record, the, it up record the animation with the stick. Obviously, there would be some interpretation on their side as to how certain legs and how other things would move. But, I mean, they're, they're not giving you the ability to make a AAA game. It's just something to add. Could be interesting, I guess. Moving on. <laughs> Cock sculptures. <laughs> uh, Watchdogs, is that where we're at? Or the Square Enix stuff? Oh, yeah, well, we talked about that. <laughs> did we? I don't know. I did. I'm sure the, I'm sure the world is a buzzing. After that Final Fantasy announcement? Oh, it's coming. They're making Final Fantasy. <laughs> Big surprise. Just so you guys didn't know, we're going to make 15. <laughs> You thought we were done after 14, but we're going to make 15. Next time you make an announcement, why don't you get somebody who can speak some English? Oh, my goodness. Fuck. He went there. <laughs> I don't think any of that was gameplay either, and I have no idea what that game was that they showed. Nope. Didn't really make sense. Watch dogs. <laughs> That's all I want to talk about. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I still thought it was pretty impressive. Uh, to me... The idea, the gameplay ideas are pretty cool. Bringing up uh, those barriers to smash cars and all that stuff hasn't been done in a game that I'm aware of. So there's some cool new gameplay ideas, and that's what has me the most excited. I think it'll be a challenge to to design that to know what you can use and what you can't. And I mean, in a demo, it looks really cool because they know exactly what to pick and where to go, but. How many how many versions of those types of gameplay can you introduce? There can't be that many. Yeah. I didn't... I, I mean, I was kind of with Dwyer. I was kind of watching it at work out of the corner of my eye, so I didn't catch too much of it. But I thought the original demo that they showed was actually more impressive than this one from what I saw. I uh, mean, I just... I've been playing Sleeping Dogs lately, and that game actually seemed to have a lot of similar gameplay styles that to watchdogs i thought it looked pretty cool i like the the art design and i don't know yeah it seems interesting i I, I like the game i'm very interested in it i just don't like it's coming out also for ps3 so is this selling me on ps4 i don't think it is are you sure i thought they said next gen consoles i'm pretty sure that's a next gen game maybe i thought for sure they said ps3 it's gonna go check let me google that (laughs) Uh, Next, Diablo 3. I guess we already talked about that. Eh? Yeah, not, not very impressive. I, Destiny. I, in the back it, of my head, I thought maybe they were going to announce StarCraft Ghost. Yeah, yeah, or the next 
StarCraft Two yeah, expansion or maybe. something. I found it weird that they ended the show with Blizzard and Destiny and didn't really say too much about it, especially since I mean Diablo Three is not really a big announcement, and Destiny just had a press conference like three or four days ago before like they just before announced this. it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the press coverage was already pretty high on Destiny, and then they ended the show with it. I found it kind of a weird choice. Uh, like they didn't really go out with a bang, you know? Yeah. I was expecting a major announcement to end the show. Yeah. Maybe they and that's why like, I thought for sure they're going to be like, it's exclusive or something to PS4, but nope, they're going to have some exclusive content. Activision wouldn't let that go exclusive. Yeah. Well, nobody will. Nobody's going to take the chance on one of the next consoles because what if that one fails? Like it's just too much of a risk right now. I was just glad there was no, uh, Skylanders or like just <laughs> hey 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 now hey <laughs> no like just or Lego City just these kid franchises that they, they did very much target hardcore gamers well that looks almost like what that. the knack is or knack game or whatever it's called that was that would be closest, more kitty yeah so it says here Watch Dogs will be out on PC PS3 360 and Wii U but first it'll be out on PS4. That's, that's weird. That's the Kotaku post. We'll see. I'm predicting only next year. I'm pretty sure they did mention Wii U at, at the press conference. Maybe not PS3, but I'm pretty sure they said, oh, and it'll also be on Wii U. It's at like the Sony little... press conference, they said it would be on Wii yeah, U. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty I'm, sure that I'm, did not happen. I'm remembering somebody <laughs> saying that they were surprised that they managed to sneak that in somehow. Mm. I don't recall that happening, but... Anyway. Could have happened. My point is... Again, am I going to buy a PS4 for Watch Dogs? Maybe not. Are you going to buy a PS4? Probably. Absolutely. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I mean, I know you guys are kind of leaning more towards the Sony side of the fence. I still think Microsoft is the... Like, Sony's playing catch-up to Microsoft right now. Like, Microsoft has more installed consoles than Sony I don't think does. that's true. How many, I'm pretty how sure many PS3 Xbox have you bought, Dwight? One. Yeah, that's true, too. I bought. How many I have you had repaired? Four. Yeah, one. Yeah, get out. That's going into the figures too. Good point. I do. I have bought two PS3s, by the way. Oh, have you? Yeah. Now, another re- thing is, I could have swore in December they announced worldwide PS3 had more consoles than. than yeah, I think stuff. it just passed them. Yeah, and it's been out for one less year. I don't think so. I was looking at the numbers today, and they said, uh, from what I saw, I think it was in January, so just last month. That Microsoft still has still has more sold, maybe not actually users, users currently using it. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I I will say this: my favorite thing about the Xbox, and it has it up on Sony for sure, is the controller. Yeah, it's the best controller ever made. But I will admit that I was much more into Microsoft, you know, a couple of years ago because I felt like they had more interesting indie titles coming out, and I thought they've dropped all that. The Xbox gone- Live thing was way better than PSN initially. I, I but felt I like think... Xbox started following Nintendo on the whole like connect thing. And then they started going social, pure social, but not games, like social media. Bing. And like when they stopped going to games, I, I totally dropped off. I mean, I bought was I bought Mark of the Ninja and I think I bought one other indie title on Fez? 
Fez, yeah. I bought Fez. I think those were the last two games I bought on Me too. Xbox. And I haven't even... I think maybe the last game I turned on on my Xbox was called Troops 2K8 last March when it was <laughs> March Madness. I really am not a fan of the Xbox dashboard anymore. It's just so... I don't even know where my games are. Yeah, it's... I see Netflix. I see buy movies, buy this, advertisements. Buy that. Yeah, well, I don't know where anything is. Uh, here's the thing that's really winning me over to Sony's side: PlayStation Plus. I mean, you've got free games coming every couple of weeks. See, Vanquish is on now. Yeah, I already have it, but <laughs> but I mean, like that keeps you coming back, right? And like, it big keeps, time. It's a nice little reminder, like, oh, hey, apparently I'll check it's out doing really well for them too. I don't know how it could, because I mean, I, literally, you could probably just pay for PlayStation Plus and be happy. With all the games they give you right now, anyways. Yeah, yeah. There's tons of stuff. I, I have to like delete games to make room for the new games because there's just too many now. I mean, I don't have a super big hard drive on my PS3, but time to upgrade, bud. I'll wait for the PS4. I'll just delete stuff and re-download it. So, but I was thinking about like I guess it seems like Microsoft is potentially in a position of power because they're going to announce second, and they can now react to whatever Sony announced. But, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily... I might think it might be too late to react. It could be. I yeah, mean, Sony announced they're releasing this November, right? So that's only, what, ten, eight months away? Nine months away, maybe? That's not very much time if Microsoft is really far off from any of the like software stuff that Sony has. They're not. I'm sure uh, it's I, all the same. I'm yeah, sure they all have people in the same camps, and they probably have spies in each other's companies and shit. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> definitely probably the case. It's like but, espionage. <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, just I was thinking about exclusive titles, who's got, you know, the the better games. It's not even close. No, it's not even close. Well, I, It's obviously Nintendo. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> but out of those two, PlayStation, by far. I am coming around to this now other than gears what does microsoft have halo halo gears okay, other war than, and call of duty <laughs> other than shooters call of duty call of duty is not exclusive it's on ps3 as well yeah of oh, course it is wake up i don't know for some reason i thought it was still exclusive to <laughs> no microsoft but yeah i mean they've just got shooters whereas playstation has a lot of you know they've got the uncharted they've got the god of war they've got uh little big planet like Tons of stuff. And, and I think it's funny what brought you to Microsoft was like the summer indie arcade. And now Sony has gone and created this like indie pub fund that yeah, is creating so many good quality indie titles. Definitely. That I don't know. I know. I know that's what, one of the main reasons I am on PSN more than Xbox. But I guess the thing too with the Xbox 360, they, they made a point of setting it up in a way that it would be easy to port PC games to the Xbox 360, and that's why they got a lot of the shooters on that console. But from what I understand, for the PS4, they're they're trying to go back in that direction now for developers to make it easier to port games to the PS4 from a PC. Right, but I don't think... I mean, I think a lot of people do that anyways. So I think by just making it easier to get it to PS3, most people are going to want to put it on all platforms they can, right? So... yeah. If it's easier to put it on PS3, it's just easier. I mean, there's no downfall. It's only upside. But the PS3, correct me if I'm wrong, it was definitely considered much harder to develop yeah, for, at least to, for get, sure. to, to get the full power out of it. And, uh, and I think they realized that that was a problem, and they've come back around on that. There's still lots of issues with it. Like, saving always takes longer. 
on a PS3. Right. It's kind of an annoyance, so. Yeah. I'm, rage is the worst on <laughs> PS3. Fuck. Shh. Quite you. I'm going to buy that DLC. See, it went down to two bucks. No. going to get it. <laughs> rage. So the other thing, though, they didn't announce a price. And price killed the PS3 initially, I, I think. I thought there was a rumor of the price, though. Like, 400 and 450 or something like that, or 400 and 500 or something like there's, that. Yeah, there's a few rumors in that range. I, I would say that makes sense, that that would be the target they want to hit, because PS3 launched at 600 US? Yeah. Or was, was it 700? Might have been... I think it was 800 in Canada. I don't remember. No, I bought one. I think it was 600. Okay. Still, I mean, that's... I hope it's a grand... <laughs> Separate the men from the boys. <laughs> uh, so, well, why don't we talk briefly about what we've heard about the next Xbox? Because there's obviously lots of rumors out there. I mean, the main thing I've heard is that the Connect they're they're pushing this more. There's a new version of the Connect. It's way more advanced and it's built into every system. Microsoft wants those kids, man. They want Happy Action Theater version two to rule the world. Happy Action Theater is kind of fun. I'm sure it is, but you can't... That's not your base. You can't have, like, Call of Duty people playing I, Happy Action Theater. Connect will, will never be the norm for anything if they don't improve, improve the response time. They, there's specs out there that got leaked yesterday, I think, that say it's twice as fast. I don't think twice as fast is even fast enough. Like, it is never going to feel that accurate. It, I... I just don't see it being a viable gameplay mechanism until that's sorted out. It'll be interesting to see how many uh, current Connect titles, like I think it was Steel Battalion, have like a Steel Battalion version two, because that's like more what they originally envisioned it being. It's like so it's almost like an emotion plus. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this. Here's full articulation, kind of what everyone expected it to be in the first place. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I guess it's, I think it's smart on their part to at least make it, you know, it has, it comes with every console, as well as apparently they're saying like a 500 gig hard drive. So you're not going to have this weird separation where some people bought the light edition of the, the new Xbox and they, they can't store stuff on their hard drive or they don't have the connect. I mean, I'm interested in the Kinect. I never bought one because there was never a game that really got me interested in it. But if I have it anyway, maybe I'll check some stuff out. I don't know. Baller Beats isn't pushing you? <laughs> I, I, I'd be interested, but... <laughs> I uh, I just... The Kinect, I don't care. I don't think anyone really cares. No one even plays it anymore. I think they're going to find that out. Well, that, tons of people bought it and never use it. And people are going to be like... I never use this thing to begin with. It's like with. the Wii. Yeah. Well, yeah, it seems like everybody's going away from this motion control stuff now. Like, even Nintendo with the Wii U, I mean, the selling point really is just that controller with with the big screen and being able to have that portable. But, yeah, like, I, I just don't know if if they're banking on the Kinect as, like, their next-gen thing. I don't know. That seems like it's maybe Sounds like not. they don't understand their market if they do that. The one yeah. intriguing thing it's not even necessarily part of the next xbox was the room projection technology did you see that mm, where no. it looks like a connect but it's got like projection lamps and it simulates past the screen and projects it on your walls 
I didn't I see that either. You've never seen this? No. Oh my god, it's amazing. You need to check it out. It was like a technology at CES, I believe. Oh, that hmm. was just last week too, wasn't it? Or two weeks ago? No, maybe? it was in January, I think. Oh. So what? This is something that that like it extends the screen to be around your room. Right? The screen is still your focus point, but it would project the rest of the environment on the walls. Hmm. Oh, so more like surround sound visuals? Or is yeah, like well, it's surround like, visuals? Well, it's like the holodeck almost. I mean, you'd have to have a room in yeah. your house painted white. You'd have to strap together about three Xboxes, too, to get it to look right. What do you mean? Well, just the processing power to render. I don't think that. so. They already have the scene rendered. I think it's... No, they don't. They, they call it out. It'd be... F- what? You're talking about, like, the sides? That no, but on I'm saying it'd be four more camera perspectives. Yeah. No. Four times the processing. Yeah, I think it's doable. <laughs> okay. But what, like, Low what res. did you see this being demonstrated on? Like, on an Xbox? I don't know. Look it up, bud. <laughs> Look, Xbox room projection. Xbox holodeck. All right. I don't know. I Like, I agree with Huck that it seems like, you know, that would just... You know, triple your required. Well, if there, if well, like if things go to a four K resolution, if you stayed at the current. But is this just for movies, or is this for no, games? For games, it would be amazing. All right. Well. <laughs> I mean, you, we kind of have something similar now. In, I, I admit it'd be lo- it's lower resolution, but four player split screen. It's not that far off. Well, it's. If you're doing four-player split-screen, though, you're rendering I, a quarter I, of the screen. I understand, not but... four times the We're screen. talking about next-gen systems, too, with a lot more processing power. Yeah, but I I mean, next-gen, I could see it more likely than current-gen, but it's still a lot. That's actually a good point, though. I would like to see that the, the focal lens be wider in the next-gen, because I found this especially on Skyrim. I felt like I was living or walking around that world with blinders on because I felt like the, the field of view is so narrow. And if they could just, like, widen the field of view and make it a little more uh, visually appealing, you know, you'd get to see more of the world and stuff. I think that would be a good good thing to focus on in the next gen. But then, like, are you saying people would have to buy bigger TVs? No, 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 no. Just... just, like, the visual aspect that you're seeing. Right. All right, we're watching this video here. I didn't see this video. This is pretty weird. But that's kind of what I was talking about. I'm not. I'm just. So it looks disorienting to me. It does look pretty cool, though. So it looks like there's like a projector behind you projecting. Or so, yeah. What's surrounding the TV or something. What did you Google to find this? Xbox projection, room projection. I, it's interesting. It, it's an actual new idea. But yeah. this isn't necessarily something they're going to have no. with the new Xbox. It's just something somebody else can I mean, we don't with. know anything, so it's an interesting thing to bring up. But it'd it, be a fake video. Who knows? Well, it, does, so. it does say that it was... Uh, Demoed? Like, it's actually from Microsoft. It's yeah. not somebody else. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. That could be cool. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't... Do you guys... Have you heard anything else about the new Xbox other than... Not really. Just the rumors that it's has to be online all the time. Right. But 
I don't necessarily necessarily see that happening, and I don't care. It's like Steam. I mean, I mean, we're talking so much about what could be. The next generation's already here. It's the Wii U. (laughs) (laughs) Great segue. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you guys had a chance to play at my house. You sampled it. Yep. Now, I've actually I've actually been playing it a lot more lately, and enjoying it quite a bit. And I would say. I love the gamepad. I think I was really impressed by the resolution and the quality of the screen on there. I enjoy Nintendo Land thoroughly. I, I'm really surprised by how much I love Nintendo Land. It is way more fun than I thought. I, I like almost all the mini games. It's way better than Wii Sports, as far as I'm concerned. What's your favorite mini game? Well, you know, we as we play together, the Mario Chase is pretty good with a group. It's pretty fun. Gets it's a fun. good reaction. Good. I dominate you guys. I mean, I enjoyed what I saw <laughs> of Nintendo Land as well, but to me, it just reminds me of Wii Sports or something that I would play when I have some friends over, but I probably wouldn't play on my own and would just collect dust for the most part. I've been playing it solo a lot. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I guess we didn't try too many of the single-player ones, so I don't know. Maybe there's some oh, cool... I, I mean... I will say this. The best thing about the Wii U is HD Nintendo. Their art style looks so good in HD and the colors and it just, it's, a, it's enough. It's enough for me to have that. So Nintendo lands the killer app for you right now. Yeah. And if they released like Wii ports in HD, I'd buy every one of the, of the main titles. Hmm. Do they have a Mario Wii U? Uh, new Super Mario Brothers Wii they do. U, yeah, which okay. is really cool. And it's actually a lot more like Super Mario World than some of the other uh, new Mario titles. And I think that's quite a lot of fun, too. I haven't beaten it or anything, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, the, we didn't try that, did we? No. No, yeah. We play, You guys played a bit of Zombie U. Right. Which I haven't played too much of the single-player campaign, but... The multiplayer, where one person's the king of the zombies using the gamepad and another person's shooting. Was it, I there? Yeah. This must have been a different time. Oh, wait. This it was might, a, yeah. might have been a different time. It yeah. was. But I love that. That's a lot of fun. I just wish yeah, you could it was play. O- it was okay. No, once you get used to it, it's better. <laughs> it was okay. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but I wish you could play four players. It's kind of limiting with just two. Right. And Scribble Knots. Is a lot of fun, but I would say the eShop games are really good too. I really like Little Inferno, which I is I can't believe you like that game. Oh, I love. I don't Little know Inferno. why. That was the game on Wii U launch day. That was the game I played the most by far. Are you still playing it now? Well, I beat it, and I really haven't gone back to it. But okay, so you burned everything. There was yeah, it was just explain to us because this is a really strange. It's not even really a game when you think about whoa, it. But whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's by the guys who made World of Goo, which right. I love. And you just boy, you I have think. this cat. Yep, you have this catalog of stuff in a fireplace, and you burn things, <laughs> and you try to burn certain things together to make combos and unlock new catalog pages, and you're really just burning stuff. Right. There is a story portion at the end once you burn enough things. But I don't know. It's, it's a new experience, and 
right up my alley. Just a lot of fun. And the fire looked nice. It did. Now, this is out on Steam, and I, I think, think iPad as well, or coming to iPad? Yeah, either there or coming very soon. But I really enjoyed it. Cool. But other than that, oh, Nano Assault Neo is also pretty solid, too. It's a Geometry Wars Super Stardust clone. But right. a good one as well. And I also tried the demo for Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate today. And? Have any of you guys ever played Monster Hunter games? I haven't, no. I've seen them. I've thought it I'm, could intrigue me. But. I'm aware of them, but I've... I, uh, I was not impressed. No? <laughs> I don't know if it was just throwing me into the game without much preparation, which it was. But there's like these different sections of the levels that you transport between. And when you're fighting these monsters, sometimes they'll hit you and teleport you to another section. <laughs> like, I kept getting hit back into another section, loading, walking right back, loading. It was, oh. it was really weird. I, it sounds like a problem from like the PS1 era. And I, I, obviously, I don't know how to play it. So if all the Monster Hunter fans tear me a new one, whatever, I don't care. Well, I have heard that it's... It's a very like you. It's kind of an acquired taste. Those yeah, games, I would but. need to s- get a little more tutorial, I think, to really enjoy it. But I love the art style. I like the different creatures, so it's something I would like to give another shot. But it was pretty frustrating today. Well, I mean, uh, from what little I've played of it, I think all I can say about the Wii U is I think I would be I would be a lot more excited about it and I would be a lot more likely to purchase it if it was literally just the controller and that was their new portable game system. Like, fuck the 3DS. <laughs> if that's what they were selling, I would be very interested in that. And I mean, I guess, you know, if you just play games around the house for the most part anyway, then that's fine. I mean, it is that. But uh, I just don't really... I'm not quite sure. I, you know, yeah, it's it's cool. It's a it's a you can make, come up with some cool mini games that work with this system. With like you know having one person with the ta- uh, with the controller with the screen and everybody else using the TV. But in general, for you know big next gen games, I don't know what they're going to do to make it unique. I think you should buy one immediately. <laughs> of course, for do. a couple reasons. One is. Right now, there's exclusive month runs on virtual console games for $0.30, cents, okay. which you'll, ne- you'll never be able to get again. So, yet again, Nintendo is just trying to sell me old stuff. For $0.30. Cents. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a steal. Admit, it's kind of intriguing you. Not really. Okay. <laughs> I think Super Metroid's one of them. I already have Super Metroid. This one you can play in bed. Okay. Think about it. I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> and as for the whole Meverse social media aspect, I, I admit it's actually kind of a fun little tidbit on top of the gameplay, especially the picture drawing and People can these little notes. Leave notes for you in certain games. Yeah, it's not. Like it, I like that it's not very intrusive. It's just kind of there. You can turn it off if you want. I don't have to go to a separate section to see what people are saying it just it's part it's integrated with the gameplay experience and so like how does it work exactly though like if you get to a certain level of super mario oh yeah you can draw like a penis and then somebody else (laughs) who's playing will see that penis no i think it's just for your friends in that game but some are the whole world and what they're doing and leaving notes and i mean 
I certainly wouldn't want social media to drive a system. I think the way they're doing it as just kind of a top, very thin layer on top of the games is a good way to do it. It's kind of interesting. And it's in the game, right? Like, I I think that's a better approach than what PS3 is doing. I'm not going to go to someone's Facebook page and watch, look at their screenshots and see what they have to say about games. If if I'm playing the game and my friend made a comment at the same part I'm at, that to me is much better. Well, I'm sure they're going to have I think a they PS4 also, interface for this stuff as well. I think they also said that it would go to like the game-specific Facebook page, not your Facebook page. Even worse. Well, not really. <laughs> if you're looking for stuff regarding a particular game, I'd rather go to a Facebook page for that game than like... But they, don't you want to share it with your friends? Like well, if you got a high sure. score in a I'm game, I'm sure you or can do both. Okay, uh, get a Wii U so we can try the chat feature. <laughs> I must say though, I'm slowly becoming more and more interested in the Wii U. Oh, oh interesting. I know, I know. And you know why? Did you see the Nintendo Direct? I did. Is I don't know if it was this one or the last is one. It Wind Waker. Actually, actually, that is slightly interesting <laughs> to me. I'm surprisingly interested in playing that. I love Wind Waker. I love Wind Waker, too. If if they fix the boat part, I'm on board 100% with that. But it was actually uh, the next Xenoblade Chronicles game. Oh, Because I've been playing go. a shit ton of that game on Wii right now, and the follow-up looked incredible. And if it's basically just more of the same of that but looking better i'm hooked i'm i'm in it will be interesting to see how the difference technologically between the Wii U and other systems plays out i would say the gap was bigger in the previous generation just because of hd just because of hd it makes a huge difference that's true but i mean there's going to be a big gap this generation too right but i i think art style triumphs all and nintendo kills at that and if it's in hd I don't really care. If it looks cool and it's engaging... But there's going to be stuff that people are doing on PS4 and the next Xbox that just they can't even do on the Wii U, so they just won't even bring it to the Wii U. I think, going back to what you were saying about the detail of the worlds you'll see on the PS4 and next box or whatever, I think on top of the environmental detail, you'll now see like the dream of what this console generation was, which is like hundreds of people in a world and they'll actually be able to pull it up, uh, pull it off realistically. Now like GTA five, when it comes to next gen, you'll probably have people standing around constantly and tons of them. And you won't see them like pop in way down the street. You'll see them way down the street walking probably in full, like no sort of level of detail going on. I mean, you probably would just to make it, easier on the the computations but you probably could have tons of people way down the street you won't have to worry about the infamous thing as much where oh, they had here to we make... go. this is all so we could get an infamous dig in no 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 but like infamous to solve this problem made like hexagon yeah. grid space so you couldn't see down long roads right you probably won't need to worry about that as much in the next gen because you'll have that much more processing power so you can make more uh realistic uh, copies of real world cities like obviously New York has tons of straight line roads you could never replicate that in a game right now just because the draw distance would be way too far and you wouldn't be able to draw everything so you need to like fake it right now with either clouds or 
buildings in the way or hexagonal squares of buildings. And I think in the next gen, you'll see that jump. Now, I don't know if the Wii U will be able to do that as well as the other new systems. I don't care. As long as one of those galaxy planets is in HD, I'm good to go. I don't know. I think I think you're right, though. I think when Wind Waker comes out HD, even though it's a remake of a game, I think it's going to blow people's minds. Now, one other, just to sweeten the deal a little bit for the Wii U, yep. for both of you guys. And encouraging you to do it as soon as possible. I'm waiting for a price drop because it's going to happen. Don't. That's why you want to buy now. No. Because then there's going to be another ambassador program. You want to be a part of that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, just for Canadian listeners, just a general tip for buying games. Yep. Shoppers Drug Mart. Okay. Look them up. Okay. Very, very well-known chain <laughs> in Canada. Their Optimum card. Okay. Which people use to buy makeup and other... You can use it for anything. <laughs> Beauty supplies. <laughs> no, that's their general rewards program, Sean. Okay, sorry. Gee, Sean. God. Well, you know, I don't even know if I should tell you this. <laughs> but they have days where you get like 20 times the points and other days where you get or maybe it's two times the points. I don't know. But there's definitely huge redeem days where if you redeem them, you get 20 times. So you can save 100 bucks on a Wii U like that. Okay. That's where you want to be. Okay? Start buying your games from shoppers and getting your optimum points. My wife has an optimum card. Look you out. Do, yeah, if she has points <laughs> saved up, wait for a redeem day, boom, 150 bucks off a of Wii U. Maybe She'll I'll just wait, <laughs> or maybe I'll wait for a PS4 to come out and then get a hundred bucks off PS4. It's a whisper on a screen. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to make it. It's a, <laughs> they, don't, they don't carry that. Still going to be five hundred bucks. Okay. Get a Wii U this weekend. Consider. Anyway, I'm pretty sure price <laughs> drops going to happen soon because it's not selling at all. So you know, I'll wait. Okay. Anyway, uh, do you want to talk about any of the other stuff that was announced for Wii U? Uh, what else was there? I don't know. <laughs> I was more interested in that. the 3DS uh, uh, Direct that they had. Interested in the Mario, new Mario and Luigi. I'm interested in the new Donkey Kong, obviously. Uh, I mean, Nintendo's always going to have their exclusive stuff. Metroid, so, nowhere well, to be found. That's all <laughs> Sean wants. If they announced a Wii U Metroid tomorrow... Yeah. Would you buy a Wii U tomorrow? There's a much better <laughs> chance that it would happen. HD but. Super Metroid remake? Like, oh. Come on. What is Retro Studios doing right now? Like, seriously. They're, ne- de- they're definitely working on... The next Metroid? Metroid on Wii U. Or maybe they're... Or are they doing that Donkey Kong game? Oh, yeah. They're probably doing that, actually, for 3DS. Yeah. I think they're doing that. I don't think so. All right. Any other... News type stuff, or do we want to just start talking about other games we played? Probably got a lot. Well, you guys probably have a lot. <laughs> do we want to talk about THQ going down? Eh, I guess no. Not. I don't know. It the went one, down. The it only thing interesting with that with me was uh, to buy that South Park game. Oh yeah, they only paid like two million. I know it's close to being done. Yeah, it seems like a steal. Yeah. It's a fire sale. Should have bought they, it. Didn't they? They were angry about that or something. The people developing it, Obsidian. I don't know. I can't remember. Once again, the game industry is 
it's falling fall. apart. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And did did you hear uh, EA Montreal layoffs? Visceral. Today? Visceral. Yeah. Damn. Crazy. It's in shambles. Oh yeah. But I think with the next gen, I think the games that stick around that people like, those teams are going to get enormous. I think it's just going to be a lot of really big studios. I think a lot of people are transitioning. Sorry, just a few really big studios. Yeah, there'll probably be a lot of transition right now. Bad time to be a game developer. Yep. So, um, what have you guys been playing? Go ahead. No, I won't go first. You go. Okay, I'll go first. a lot of shit. Uh, Let's start with Xbox, which I played a few things on. Halo 4 being the the main one. Played a little bit of this. Now, it was the first time I turned my Xbox on in a long time. Halo 4 is amazing. It would have been, or I guess it is my game of the year for 2012. Uh, this Artistically, this game is concept art that's come to life. The backgrounds. I, I've We've all been in the gaming development business seeing concept art and the transition that happens from something that is a painting to when it's in the game. This to me has got to be, I didn't see the concept art, but it's got to be extremely close. I've never seen a game where the environments look this good. It's unbelievable to me. I, I'm not one of these guys who, when they get a new game, they walk around really slow. They stop, they move the camera around to look at things. (laughs) Hey, Hey, watch it. Look at that! Look at that vista. <laughs> but I actually did do that in Halo Four, and for that to happen, it it's got to look pretty fucking good. And the multiplayer is as good as ever. I would say it reminds me the most of the original Halo of any one that's ever come out multiplayer wise. And I've been playing quite a bit online, not a ton, but I also had a Halo LAN party with uh, a you're bun- pretty cool with a bunch of guys, including. Uh, Mr. Cheel showed up for a bit. Get out of here. Yeah. Did he actually play? Actually pick up yeah. a controller? Get yeah, towards here. the end. But, uh, and Dax, who's been on Game Junk and yep. DG, Sean didn't come. I was not there. <laughs> Don't, I only, you I had to have wasn't a copy. invited? You had to have a copy, really. Oh, and yeah, it, I don't have one of those. people brought TVs and. Oh, that's. It was full blown. It was a full blown hail party. And there was a snowstorm. And everyone got plowed into my <laughs> play till four AM. Great night. But uh I love Halo Four. It's I never thought I'd be saying the f- a fifth version of a game was amazing, but Yeah, it I really mean was. I think that was not only that, you know, people maybe were getting a little tired of the franchise, although I mean Halo Reach was amazing, but uh that it's a new studio took it over. I mean that's huge pressure. And I don't know, like, I, again, I haven't played a ton of the game, but even just the feel of the weapons to me, I was, like, instantly impressed and thought, wow, they've actually improved this. Something that felt amazing in the other games, they've taken it and already improved it, and I don't know how they did it. But It just feels like I was playing Halo 1 again for the first time more than any of the other games. Did you play any of the campaign? Oh, yeah. Co-op, I, I mean? Co-op? Oh, no. Because that was the thing that I always used to love about Halo 1 and 2, and I never I, played Halo I don't think there co-op, is a co-op campaign. It's just uh, a cooperative online mode. Oh, and really? every oh week, that's too bad. Well, but every week they add a new 
like, like mission or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, they, still though, that's too I think bad. They do have co-op campaign? Pretty sure. Mm, I don't think so. I used to love doing that with with buddies of Halo just One and Two. Doing it with buddies, just doing it <laughs> all night long. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, okay, moving along. I'll try to go faster. This this can get pretty boring. Uh, Fez, I finally played. And that would probably be my second best game of the year. Nice. It's it was incredible. I haven't beaten it yet because there is this is my problem with one problem. There's a part where there's a major roadblock, and you ha- if you're not aware of something when you go into one room regarding translation, you're kind of stuck. And maybe I was just dumb. I don't know. I solved everything else, but I really think in that room they should have had a puzzle that made you use the translation system to get out of that room or to m- make sure you got that room. Cause it's one room and then getting back to it, it, it just really becomes backtrack hell. So, uh, I, now that I know it, I'm at some point I'll get back to it. Although I heard that it might get released on other platforms now. So I'm waiting to see what happens with that in case if it is PS three, which I doubt Vita, bring it to Vita. I'd rather have trophies than achievements. So, but I love the art style. I love everything about it, really. Uh, other things I've played. I actually, I always say I'm never going to buy the new Call of Duty game, but I bought Black Ops. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> and I actually like it. Uh, I've only played multiplayer, really, but I still think Call of Duty multiplayer is awesome. I, It's an easy game to pick on, but multiplayer is a ton of fun. I heard the campaign is actually pretty good. I, I only played the first mission, and... It seemed okay. I want to get back into it. Anything new that uh, you know they added that's worth mentioning, or is it just not that I can think of? But I, I like I like the zombies mode too that are in the Black Ops games. So that was another incentive for me to buy it. Oh, Mister, I hate zombies. Love zombie mode. I do hate zombies. <laughs> uh, Far Cry Three. Haven't played it much, but was impressed out of the gate. Uh, I've heard a lot of people saying that game is amazing, and it kind of got overlooked because it was so late. Yeah, it, it, so late in the it, year. It, it is really good so far. A uh, little too early for me to say for sure. It does suffer from some of the travel problems that Jonathan Blow uh, <laughs> alluded to, but still, so far, pretty good. Want to get back into it. Who knows when I will. I'm brutal. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3. Played about 10 hours of that. It's pretty good. Not amazing. I like I like the setting more than the other than the other games. I just I'm kind of Yeah, what's the deal with this game cuz it everybody was so psyched for it and then it came out and just kind of eh, nothing. I think it sold really well. It's just at this point Assassin's Creed is Assassin's Creed. You know what you're getting and It's not really Assassin's Creed 3 too. It's like Assassin's Creed 5. Right, because they had Brotherhood and yeah, all the other ones that uh, on the Assassin's Creed Two back. I would say it's a game that definitely has oversaturated itself. Right. So there'll be one another one out next year. Yeah, <laughs> and people like it. That's cool, but it's it's pretty fun. I just I have to be in a mood to play it for some reason, and sometimes it just doesn't. I'm like, yeah, this ain't doing it for me. Uh, Rock Band Blitz, which I fired up again today. It's been a while. Did you end up buying this? I bought it. I played like two or three songs. Now, now, what was the first song you played? Uh, I think it was a Foo Fighters song. What? what? It wasn't Shine Down, Diamond Eyes. 
I don't think I don't think Boomlay. it was un- I don't think it was unlocked or something. Oh, you have to do a weird thing to unlock the songs in it and oh. download them. See, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, because that I remember that now. Because the first time, I'm like, where are all these songs I'm supposed to get for free? But you have to like unlock it and download them to get them. Okay. Now, <laughs> one question though, I found it really strange, and I don't know if it was something that I was missing or what, but. You start playing the song, and obviously the idea is you're switching between different instruments. It's kind of like uh, amplitude, I guess, in that you're using a controller, not not an instrument, not a plastic instrument. But you're switching between the different instruments, and you have to do these combinations to keep each instrument going. But I was finding that, like, for the longest time, I would just hear one instrument of the song. Well, they whatever you're on, they up the mix for that. Well, it, it was like to the point where I was literally just hearing like guitar. It might just sounds, be your surround settings. Just, yeah, like stuff I, like maybe that. that's what it was. But I was like, this is really weird. Like I'm not even hearing the full song, no matter what I do, even when I'm hitting everything and doing well in the game. So I found that strange. Hmm. It's it's fun. It's not amazing, but so it's not the comeback of music rhythm games. Uh, they never went away, Sean. Huh? I would still play them every night if I could find people to play with. I love them. I never get sick of them. Uh, Resident Evil 6, which I think we all touched. We all did, yes. Yeah, this was going to be our review yeah. back a few and months ago. And If you'll remember, when this game was uh, released, the reviews were not very favorable. No, they Resident weren't. Resident Evil 6. No, they were not. Deserved. And this is complete horse shit. <laughs> uh... This game is fucking amazing. I don't understand mm-hmm. why this game is getting shit on so hard. I do. It, <laughs> it <laughs> There's so many good things about it. I I think the biggest difference is I started playing on easy and on easy it was a amazingly fun game. I haven't upped the difficulty yet, but I started played on easy. Oh, it was so I'm much sure fun. Wire played on easy. Yeah. I don't think I I think I played on normal. It was just like we no. talk. Everyone's oh, the set pieces in Uncharted. Oh, this game. Resident Evil has all that stuff. The presentation is flawless. It's Resident Evil. The the creature design is amazing. Some of the bosses are awesome. Like, what do people want? What is what is the problem? There's a vendetta out against this game. I don't know why, but it sickens me. There's four campaigns. What the fuck is wrong with these people? All co-op. Everyone's, no games have co-op campaigns. What's the problem? This game, four co-op, three co-op campaigns. People still aren't happy. What's the... Well, see, I thought I was going to be on your side with this, Frank, because you initially, you were like, I love this game. People are crazy. And I thought, yeah, you know what? I think people are just maybe sick of the, you know, Resident Evil. Like, they're picking on the voice acting and stuff like that. And I'm like, of course it's horrible. And And it's still the, this isn't a Resident Evil game. This... Resident Evil Survivor Horror, this is an action game. Get over yeah, it. Right. That's not what it is anymore. But And also, I was like, oh, yeah, people are getting sick of quick-time events in games, and maybe that's why. And I was like, I still don't. I'm okay with quick-time events. But started playing it. Huck yeah. and I both played. We played the first campaign co-op, and then and a bit of the next one. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, <laughs> we were just, like, I don't know. Partially, I played, like, I played, like, an hour or two on my own. Then I jumped into his campaign, which was, like, farther along. So I think I missed something in the middle. Not really. But story-wise, I have no clue what the fuck is going on. Who cares? No, it's not even... Like, the thing is, you're being forced to watch these cutscenes, and there's a lot of them. There's there's two big ones that stand out for me. 
One, you get randomly dumped into this like crazy ass sewer system with your girlfriend there. You know what I'm talking about? It's like in chapter one. Maybe. Did we start four. with the same campaign? I don't know. Leon, I think. Yeah, okay. I kind of remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're in this like sewer system walking around for fucking four hours. And then all of a sudden at the end of the sewer system, the girl you're with, sister, hops out of nowhere and becomes this monster. You remember this? <laughs> No, you probably don't because it made no fucking sense. I don't There's care. These characters running in and out of the story willy nilly. You're like, who the fuck is that? I don't know. Yeah. Like, and then the other part. So this this could have been just because. Okay, first Wire of all, is brutal at games. Let me let me, <laughs> let, let me just set the landscape for this for a second. All all video game stories are pretty much terrible. There's I would say two exceptions to the rule. So let's not. Especially action games. Let's not say that's the reason why this game sucks. Because if we're going to attack every game, for, tell me what happens in an Assassin's Creed game. Because I have no fucking idea. I any assassinate people. I haven't played Assassin's Creed. All these stupid Italian names. That they <laughs> now, you want to talk about introducing a new character every five minutes? Assassin's Creed. And I'm not going to read no fucking bio Easy pages. There. Let's not get off topic here. The thing is, it's the voice acting's bad. The there's this air of like s super importance to it's this. It's like a B movie action, movie. and like it's a slow mo like cutscenes, and and there's so many of them. Like yeah. we're playing co op, and we're just like, when can we play? The worst. <laughs> the worst was a a scene just ended. You remember it was like right at the end of one of the chapters, and like you can see the helicopter. And it's like go to, let's go to the helicopter. I'm like, all right, this. sweet. This is gonna be awesome. I literally took three steps. And then it started up another cutscene. You couldn't have just continued the cutscene. I needed to control that. <laughs> I do remember three that. steps I took to get to that helicopter. Okay. So you can show me another five minutes. Okay, but there's also it seemed like they were adding a ton of crap just to make the game longer. Such and, as I don't know. I have a, I played this game four months <laughs> ago, but I I have one note written down here: the graveyard. They make you backtrack through the entire thing back to get, like, that fucking dog with the key. Yeah. Come on. Way to extend the game. I thought the graveyard no looked awesome. I was happy to go back. <laughs> sure you were. Do you remember? The lightning looked wicked. Do you remember that one uh, scene we're in where it's like uh, we we're just walking around trying to find the switch? How Like, we had no idea how to get out of this Room. maze of... <laughs> and, like, we spent, like, an hour looking to find this one... Thing, we had to hit a switch somewhere. We had no clue. I will say this. I think that was on the helicopter area. Do Maybe. You the, the other part... <laughs> now, this is probably... The Dwight guy the Dwight, part? The Dwight guy being horrible part. Do you remember... <laughs> It, I think it's the end of the of Leon's chapter. There's like a big monster, <laughs> and there's like two. If you're playing co-op, there's two the parts. spikes go in the ground. No, no, no. no, no he's like he's running across a bridge, and like one guy, one guy swimming down or swimming something. away. Oh, in the water. I was even thinking of a different part. But go on, this one's good too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you're, I don't know if this happens in single player, but in co-op, one person's in the water and they're swimming away from this monster that's coming up behind them, and another person's up on a bridge and they have to shoot the monster. And I can't remember what it was. Blair could not hit this thing with the I, fucking bazooka. There was like something glowing or something, and I kept Isn't shooting the shark. At it. The, I think so. Mutated shark, maybe yeah, something like that. Yeah. But I kept shooting at this glowing thing because I thought for sure that's what I'm supposed to shoot. <laughs> it is. But it, it nothing happened, and it kept dying, and I was like, what the We fuck? literally played that 20 times, <laughs> at least. I will, okay, so maybe we had different gameplay paths, so to speak, but that was one of the things I liked about the game. And I was playing on easy, fair enough. 
but I never got stuck anywhere. The pacing was awesome for me. I didn't have a problem with the cutscenes. I don't care about quick time. They don't bother yeah, me. Yeah, the quick time doesn't bother me. The other <laughs> the other part I was thinking of, you'll remember this when I start telling you, is that <laughs> speaking of quick time events, is that at the end of Leon's chapter oh, there's fuck. like this fly boss or something. So you start running across some bridge or something and Leon gets ahead and falls down onto this I don't know, like whatever's below you. And then the other person who is Dwyer needs to continue on and do these quick time events on these button things to move whatever cart I had fallen onto over to the other side so I can escape. (laughs) And literally I'm fighting the boss while Dwyer is trying to do these quick time events. And I think we died probably about 40 times with that one. (laughs) He's like, I can't get this fucking quick time event. And then like zombies are coming up and hitting up. It was like, yeah, you have to keep, pushing i can't remember exactly how it worked but yeah there's like zombies coming up behind you and you had to keep fighting them off and then hitting this thing and then fighting them off and hitting this thing and it was so frustrating i thought you were going to talk about when you're uh i think when <laughs> you're time. you're on that plane that with the open door and you have to like climb up it and there's like the button press oh, and that certain pattern oh you the, have to, yeah the climbing is brutal oh yeah <laughs> i mean there's endless times where we were just playing this thing and just so frustrated and i think the plane was funny i think there was like a really funny moment in the plane that made no sense that it was hilarious i I was not frustrated at all (laughs) it was a complete joy to me did you play through all the the campaigns how many campaigns did you play through i think one and a half same as you guys okay so (laughs) but i loved it (laughs) okay all right fair enough you loved it good for you now i just to be clear i was a big fan of resident evil 5 i know some people thought five went too far in the action direction i still really liked we played most of that in co-op and i still really liked it so it's exactly the same it's not at all (laughs) it's It's not there's actual like there's so much more wide open areas where you're playing and this you're you're funneled into these corridors and you're just watching cutscene after cutscene. i I felt they were trying to make a michael bay movie like especially the scene where I think it was in most of the previews where, like, you're in the helicopter and then you start crashing and then you, like, crash into a building and then you fall out and then the glass is cracking. Oh, there just happens to be a thousand zombies underneath you. And then the helicopter conveniently starts to fall and you conveniently just get out of the way. And then, of course, the zombies... Oh, my God. We're going to talk about convenient escapes. (laughs) Biggest defender of all time, Uncharted 3. There's tons of that in that game where he'll he'll step he'll step on a piece of wood in in a place that's on fire and it'll trigger a cutscene where he hangs on and grabs and does something. Uncharted Three has tons of that stuff. You know what? This is bullshit. <laughs> Resident Evil Six. I don't know what it is. Why people have a problem with it? But let's be let's. It's be the straight. climbing. It's the their, climbing. It's their problem. Did you enjoy the climbing? Did you get it? Yeah, I got it. I'm Bullshit, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I know Dwyer fell at least 50 times. <laughs> lots lots of falling. <laughs> Next up, Dishonored, which oh, I'm really enjoying. I played a little bit of it. it you probably don't like it because it's very similar to Bioshock. Uh, I don't know. To me, it's I almost- haven't played it enough to make a real... I like it more than Bioshock, but I ha- I've only put in maybe an hour, and I don't get it yet yeah to me it's almost a reskinned bioshock and i 
I really think it's quite good. I love the art style too. Amazing. XCOM Enemy Unknown. Game of the year. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, I first of all I don't think you can give it game of the year because it really is just a remake. I don't know, I didn't play the original XCOM. Neither did this I. This game is fucking amazing. It, How could you not say this game's not amazing? I like it. I like it a lot. I'm just saying I, I don't think you could ever give it game of the year. I, you I just totally did. disagree with that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, I really like the 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 choice me- mechanisms and managing everything and the, yeah, they, it's just amazing. Like, every choice has consequences for a strategy game. I think they that, totally capture the art of having your decisions matter. Like you make one wrong, it's kind of like Fire Emblem, where like you make one wrong mistake. And you know you made that mistake. It's not because the game cheated. They show you the percentages. You know your chances. It's not like, oh, I should hit here. You know you had a 33% chance. And you gambled, you lost. I just, I think it's so well done. I think they just captured everything that they needed to about this game. And they really brought, like, um, art, like, I guess it's not an RTS. Would it be like a strategy game? Is it, is it turn-based or is it's it... It's turn-based. Yeah. Okay. So it's not real-time, but it's a strategy, turn-based strategy to the consoles, which no one's really been able to do yet. Maybe Valkyria Chronicles. Great But game. that's a little more action-oriented. Yeah, it's too. a little more action, too. But, I mean, they are probably the only ones that have been able to bring a similar game to the consoles. Uh, one thing I'll say about this is when you're playing it, like when you're sitting down locked in, it's extremely addictive. Like I just w- want to keep playing, get to the next event the way you simulate it. it I, I could play for a long time. Once I put it down, though, I don't necessarily get the urge to go back I'm in. I'm kind of in the same boat, but I still really enjoy it. Like I'm not even very far in it, but I am. I love it. I don't know how to explain it. The, pro- the problem I have with it is there's so much going on yeah. that you have to be aware of that I feel if I don't play for two days and I go back in, I'm like... I already forgot about all these different things I have to yeah. manage. So I think you have to play it a long time before certain things become second nature. And I just feel if I go back in, I'm going to fuck up my whole campaign. Because yes. I'm not very far even. I'm I just at the first like big alien base, yeah. which I think is like a quarter of the way through the game or something. Maybe not even. And uh, I just I feel like I need to devote a lot of time to yeah. it. And I just don't have the time to devote it. So I don't want to... I don't want to start doing it and then kind of like half-ass it. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. Uh, I also finally played Okami in HD form on PS3, and this game's amazing. I pl- this is probably my favorite thing I've been playing. Uh, I'm curious about Very the, late to the party, but I love everything about it. I'm curious about the DS version of this game. I have I have it. I haven't played it. Well, it's not the same game. So, it's no, a sequel, it's Okami right? Den, yeah. But uh, yeah, because I mean, that seems like an even better medium for that game yeah, it's it's really cool my only complaint i guess would be having to go through dialogue and no way of yeah, speeding it up i do remember i had okami for ps2 and the and beginning of the game takes <laughs> i was like fuck this <laughs> <laughs> but once you get past that it's pretty awesome and i love the characters and art style uh nino kuni oh nino kuni jealousy over here <laughs> uh How which is it I only Is played it, it for a bit. It looks amazing. Game of the year? Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> go that far. I would say it's not that revolutionary gameplay-wise, and I'm very early into it, but 
I, I love the art. I love uh, some of the creatures and I need to pick that game up. It's it's Real really it's a really right cool now. concept. The idea of Studio Ghibli and it really feels like a Studio Ghibli movie is impressive. So more power to them. Now, in terms of it being like a JRPG, is it, it like is. super hardcore RPG or like... No, I wouldn't say that, although I'm pretty early. I haven't even gotten into a lot of the creature... Pokemon Like mechanics. the Pokemon stuff. I don't... that I'm not a big Pokemon fan, so I'm kind of worried once hmm. I get to that. But at first I was like, that's it. This is the game. I'm going to get it. I'm going to play this game exclusively until I'm done it. It's a big commitment. And then I stopped <laughs> after the first day. <laughs> was it something else took your attention away or just Yeah, who you? knows? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, I get, there's, I've, uh, I buy a new game every week and I'm like, I play it for an hour. What a waste of money. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, it's embarrassing. You should follow my new strategy, which is don't buy any games. Yeah, that's my strategy. Go I, to the library. I can't. <laughs> I have to spend my way on something. No, my new thing is, I, I think I'm going to try and stick to this digital downloads and portable games only with the exception of one or two big games this year. Big console games. It's a good plan. We'll see if you stick to that. We'll see. I'll tell you what, you've already made a couple of mistakes in that regard. <laughs> the biggest being Devil May Cry. Oh, yeah, I've heard some good you things You were loving about this. It. Oh, my God, this game is the best. If this would have come out last year, it would have been my game of the year. Still haven't beat it. Obviously, I don't beat anything anymore. But it, the combat's amazing. Uh, the, the level design's awesome. The way you... All these different mechanics that flow together so well. Uh, even for just the platforming aspects, there's tons of cool stuff going on there awesome enemy design and real control of combat and combos. Like in a lot of these brawlers, it's easy to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just boring, a casualty of enemy AI. And it's almost expected that you're going to take damage, but hopefully you hurt them more than they hurt you. This is totally, I know when enemy attacks are coming. If I fuck up, it's my fault, and it's just a lot of fun. Now, I highly recommend. Were you a big fan of the other? I liked the first one. I didn't really play the second two, but I wasn't like crazy about them. But I, out of all the games that are out right now, I would say Devil May Cry. Pick it up. Interesting. What's going on out there? Uh, Sly Cooper, which Sean also played. This is the new one. Yeah, yeah. Which I am actually quite a, quite a big fan of so far. Loving the crossplay because <laughs> I've only played it on the Vita. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have too much to say about it yet. I'm gonna try and play it a, a bit more. But I, uh, I mean, I I haven't played any other Sly Cooper game. I have the collection, but I haven't. The first ones was still my favorite. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like I. The the thing playing the the first level in this like I was really enjoying it and I was just kind of realizing like I don't know how accurate it is to the other Sly Cooper games but I was just realizing I missed out on a lot of great platformers from the PS One days because I didn't play Ratchet and Clank didn't play Jack and Daxter didn't play any of these. If I had to recommend which ones to play, number one would be Jack One. 
Number two, Sly One. Okay. I love Jack One. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Nice. And it's Naughty Dog. You love Naughty Dog. I do. You're going to like it. And visually, it still holds up very well. Uh, NBA 2K13, I've played a bit. Uh, it was on sale around All-Star Weekend, so I got the itch. I still do not understand all the controls and subtleties of this game, but, you know, it's fun being the Hornets once in a while <laughs> and actually getting them to win. Do they have uh, an update with uh, Pelicans? No, no Pelicans yet, unfortunately. Uh, and finally, just picked up two days ago, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Now, <laughs> I was really excited for this game. You were pretty pumped. It's the kind of game where I thought it was going to be... It's a unique new gameplay mechanic. It's not just doing what every other game does. It's got some cool Twitch gameplay that Platinum Games always brings to the table, like Bayonetta and Vanquish. And putting that with uh, the aesthetic of Kojima and Metal Gear, and visually, I think it was incredible looking. All those things together would add up to an amazing experience. And it does. It's it's incredible. <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> I I really like it. I feel like I'll need to play it a few times to get the hang of things, but so far I love the slicing mechanic, the ninja run, the visuals are amazing, and I don't know. I'm I'm super digging this game and how like how does the slicing thing work exactly? Like, is it it goes into like a bullet time kind of thing? That's that one you... way where you trigger it and then like you slice armor off things, and then there's another one where if you just hold L one, you stand still and you're in free slice mode. Free slice, and you just and you can use this anytime. Yeah. So, what action game would you say is better, Devil May Cry or this? Uh, so far, Devil May Cry, but I'm only. Mm an hour into Revengeance, so it's tough to say. Uh, small sample. Yeah. Because I've unlocked quite a bit of stuff in Devil May Cry, and that's really interesting. So I've heard that Revengeance has a, a Mega Man mechanic where every time you beat a boss, you get their weapons. Oh, I like which, that. I like the sound of that. Which it, I, <laughs> I admit, that's a mechanic that's not used enough. I agree. It's amazing. <laughs> so now I don't. I haven't, it hasn't happened to me yet in Revengeance. I've just read about it. But you thinking Mega about Man. it now? Oh. Thinking about breaking your vow? <laughs> I'm, if I break my vow for anything, it's probably going to be for Tomb Raider. So you know, right now, if you traded in, Dwyer loves digital boobs, Sleeping Dogs, and one other game, you could get it for free. Yeah, I was debating doing that for Sly Cooper. Well, Sly Cooper's only thirty five bucks. Right, but they had a deal that at Future Shop. Oh, the, but the Future Shop by me is now closed. Oh, really? Yeah. And then on top of that, when I called you about that deal, it was gone the next day. Oh, uh, too bad. It went back to two for 60. The Future Shop off Dundas? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's closed. What? Yeah, they closed a bunch of stores. God. Kind of makes I sense. Know. I guess the it's best buy is just across yeah, the street. Yeah, I guess so. But. I guess it's been, uh, I used to go there all the time. Damn. But uh, that's it for me. I've been there. That's what I've been playing. Cool. Wow. Oh, also, if anyone listening has a Wii U, I'm looking for friends. <laughs> so feel free to add me, Dirty Frank. Nobody has a Wii U. Well, you never know. How many R's? Three R's and Dirty. 
as usual. <laughs> and what, we'll talk about this too. We had a little really? retro gaming party oh, yes. at my house. We did. Which was mostly playing old sports games. <laughs> <laughs> it was, actually. And American Gladiator. <laughs> I <laughs> love Genesis. That. that was amazing. And yelling at the systems when they don't work. <laughs> there was a big like ramp up to trying to get these systems working. I had a few, <laughs> few issues in the retro gaming lounge. And, you got to uh, have this stuff ready to go, It's a good man. thing you had so many extra cords. I was pretty frustrated at one point, but we got through it, and, you know, I'll admit it right here, Huck beat me at Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey. I did. First time I've lost. He says ever. I don't believe it, him. I still have it on video, so. <laughs> Do you really? Oh, yeah. They got the proof, man. Now, <laughs> I'll say this. Before I played Huck, we played two-on-two about five games. Yep. And I was paired with Sean. Yep. And my theory is, <laughs> Sean brought me down. <laughs> to his level? To a, 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 hey, we won the first game. A non-Frank level of competitive play. <laughs> we won the first game. That's I, all I got to say. I, I, I don't know. You were getting pretty ramped when it was like 7-7 seven, seven with like a minute left in the third. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, normally, I'm way better. <laughs> and I still think there's a, we needed to switch directions a bit more. But whatever, I'm not a sore <laughs> loser. <laughs> I believe we did have a discussion about having an all-day Gretzky 3D <laughs> hockey tournament. Which I would be very, very, <laughs> very excited to do. I, I can say this is my first time playing the N64 Wayne Gretzky hockey. And, uh, you missed out. You know, at first it was a little weird. Controls are a little backwards and... The, the graphics are just... Oh, there's a learning curve. Very... It's kind of like the NFL blitz Colorful, and... Yeah, I mean, it totally is. But uh, I got into it by the end. I was, I was kind of digging it. It's a fun little game. I wish they had continued the series or, brought, or brought it back in the way they brought Blitz back. Yeah, especially when you can see the flowing hair of Jeremy Roenick. <laughs> well, didn't they make NHL hits? Isn't that yeah, what for Midway a while. did after that? Yeah, I don't like it as much, though. I was never as big a fan of that. Okay. But. Yeah. It was a fun little retro party. Sure was. I enjoyed beating your ass. <laughs> Although I think it was only like 8-7 or 9-7. No, so. I was more. I think he beat me by two or three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we could consult the video. <laughs> so, uh, I backed my first ever Kickstarter project. Ooh, yeah? Nope. <laughs> Star Citizen. Have you guys seen this game? No. It's like, uh, familiar. It's like a space sim. God. Super cool, I know. Space sim, so sim. like astronaut simulator? Uh, like, do you guys ever play Wing Commander or Freelancer? No. I know what Wing heard Commander of is. Yeah. It's by the same guy that made those okay, two games. that's why I've heard of it, yeah. So, anyways, looks cool. I love Freelancer, the game. It was by, it was an EA game. I uh, played a shit ton of it, so I backed it. I think I spent 35 bucks or something. I was like, whatever due in like 2014 sometime i don't know when it comes out i guess i'll have to upgrade my pc and try to make sure it works but i don't know felt like playing it um i played the first chapter of the walking dead this game is amazing i don't know if you guys year it really could for be. you <laughs> no, i haven't played it enough it was for, for a lot sure, of people but it, it's it could be up there for me i played the first chapter and was completely hooked on it and just I I got the first two chapters free through PlayStation Plus and I just haven't 
had the time to go back and play the second chapter yet, and I kind of want to wait until I have the whole thing. So I was going to wait for some sort of deal or it to come on sale. See, this Just is buy the, the disc. Well, yeah, is, you can. is the disc cheap? I'm cheap. 30 bucks. This is the thing, though. Like I, I got it on P- PlayStation Plus, started playing it on that. Then they put the first chapter up for free on the App Store, and I started mm-hmm. playing it on the iPad. And actually, I think I like it more. Like it's it it just makes more sense with the touch on controls the iPad, and yeah. stuff. And and actually, I thought it looked. I don't know if I was just not paying close enough attention, but there was a lot of details in the the visuals that I noticed on the iPad that I didn't notice on the PlayStation. But um, and then they had a sale on Steam, so I ended up buying all five <laughs> on Steam. But I'm like, fuck, I kind of want to play yeah, it on the iPad. The Steam one? No, I haven't touched it yet. But uh, the thing is with this, like, it's uh, by Telltale Games. I talked before about how the Jurassic Park game was such a disappointment. Although, I mean, maybe I haven't given it enough of a chance, but it it was pretty bad. Uh, this, I don't know how they did it, but I think it's just good writing. Yeah, and, it's amazing. Uh, just somehow capturing the, the look of the comic and putting you in situations. I, I think it's like it's it's mostly dialogue, but you're... I think what it is is they didn't really... They're not really like forcing anything on you. They kind of like put you in a small situation and they just let you kind of talk to everyone, get the feel. Everyone kind of has their own personality, which I think really brings the story out um i don't know it's just so good they capture the the mood and the tension so well yeah but it's not even like a typical adventure game like you have segments where you can kind of walk around and pick stuff up and look at stuff but it you fairly quickly you're thrust into another you know tense action scene or something and they have these things in dialogue even even when it's not necessarily an action scene where there's a timer counting down and that kind of forces you to like, okay, I got to decide this right now. And they make a point of like, when you say certain things, people remember them and then you're like, shit, okay, I got to keep my story straight. And like, I don't know. Like I, one thing I'm always fascinated by is, Oh, they make you remember which game flags you set. Yeah. Yeah. Actually How do. revolutionary. But with dialogue <laughs> in games, you know, people always talk about making it fun <laughs> and it never is. It always feels like I have to keep asking people, to get more information to continue in the game. But here it's like the conversation is the game for a lot of it. And yeah. it kind of works. I can't it actually what they sounds call intriguing. It. I can't remember what they call it. It's like a narrative structure where you're the like ignorant narrator or something like that. Like the character knows his past and you're kind of like filling it in through his choices as you go. I, I, I don't know if I took journalism or literature, I'd probably know, but, uh, it's basically something like he knows and you kind of shoot like in this case, anyways, you're being informed of the story as he's telling it to other people. So he never actually tells you explicitly what happened. And he, you don't, so you don't even know if he's lying or not because you're kind of directing his lie or truth depending on what happened. So, and the other thing that's cool, did you actually finish chapter one? No, but I, I think I'm pretty close to the end now. So at the end of chapter one, um, there's like five or six major game flags you set. And it actually <laughs> shows you... Uh, well, at the end, though, it actually shows you how you compared to every single other person that played the game percentage-wise. So you can kind of see, like, did you choose to kill that asshole like, compared to Spoiler. whoever else did? So it's kind of neat to see the swings of, like... 
were you with the crowd or or kind of the opposite? Uh, I don't know. I really want to get into chapter two and finish the All game right. up. You convinced me. But um, check it out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Check out the first chapter for free. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's yeah. incredible. We'll try it on the iPad. Do it up. I need a re- reason to fire that thing up. One of the ones. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also threw in Valkyria Chronicles again quickly, just because I was right. This is right before XCon came out. So just good. Make, give us a trophy patch yep, for just, the love I know. of God. I was really hoping there'd be one there waiting for me around Halloween. I threw in Costume Quest. Still amazing. <laughs> um, I bought one of those THQ bundles or something. It had uh, Metro 2033, Bastion, uh, a few other games. So I played those a bit, not very much. I was enjoying them all. Uh, I played Far Cry 2 a bit. It was on free on PlayStation Plus. Uh, I picked up FTL and Mark of the Ninja on steam or i guess i got mark of the ninja on xbox i was really enjoying mark of the ninja i don't know if you guys played it no a Um, little bit of it yeah i didn't play that much either but i was enjoying it ftl i love i can't beat games fucking hard but it's so fun what is that game is it a sim as well or a strategy Um, game or what they call it a roguelike where basically you go until you die and then the game's over there's no saving in between and uh Essentially, what it is is you're trying to get from like sector one to eight, and then at sector eight, you fight the boss. And along the way, you kind of choose your path, and you're being chased. It's kind of like um, almost like Battlestar Galactica in the sense where you're running, you're trying to get wherever you are in Battlestar Galactica. I can't remember what you're, you're just trying, running, and then people are chasing you. So you have like a limited time in each sector to sort of pick your path and what do Battlestar whatever Galactica you. are you talking about? I don't know. Just I thought that's what they do. I thought they run from the Cylons constantly. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. They just run. Space. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. You're in space. That's what this game is in space. You're a spaceship. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's exactly like Battlestar Galactica. Exactly like Battlestar Galacta. Okay. So you like stop at different worlds and pick up characters and each uh, and like upgrade systems and make money and fight other guys. So um, it's just a matter of. You start off with like I think it's like two ship designs that have different features, and then as you go along and do more things, you get more ship designs and more features unlocked, and and um, yeah, it's just I, I, it's hard to describe, but it's really intriguing. Trying to it's almost like a strategy game, almost like XCOM, where you kind of like you play, you don't really know what you're doing at first, you die early, and then you kind of like learn from your mistakes and get better, and then improve your strategy. And then by the end, so I think it took me maybe five or six attempts to make it to the eighth sector. And then the boss just completely has destroyed me every single time. So I don't know. I would say definitely check it out. If you, I think I got it on sale for like seven bucks or something like that. Definitely pick it up if you guys uh, think you'd like something like that. No chance. Uh, <laughs> I picked up uh, Super Meat Boy. I'd never played it before. Oh, that's awesome. That game is super tight. Uh the controls are awesome. Tight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Tight controls. Uh, what else here? I borrowed Last Story from the library. Pretty good. About halfway through. I'd probably rent it again. It wasn't anything special, but it was a, a good little action RPG. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. I played a shit ton. I'm on hour 70 now. 
Oh, and I'm probably shit. like, I know, I'm probably like four fifths of the way through the game. So you've Still logged a ton. probably more hours on your Wii with that than game than I have played on my any. Wii for any, any yeah. game total. <laughs> I, I, I know, and that's or why I I'm such so, going to say all games. Well, yeah, all, all games total. That's what I mean. Yeah. So I don't know what this is about this game. I think it's kind of like the same addiction that people have to Skyrim. I have to this game. It's just, I don't know. It's just. So I good. want to be addicted to a game so bad. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I can't. I just can't. It, it won't happen. Try it out. Wait till Xenoblade Chronicles on Wii U comes out and then try it. Is it the same game? HD? No, I think it's like the next game in the series, but it'll be probably the exact same. Why can't I have that love, that lust? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. When's it going to happen for me? When's it going to be? Got to find the right game. Wind Waker HD. <laughs> Settle down. Find the right game. <laughs> uh, I picked up an Indie Royal bundle or Royale. I don't know what it is. It had a game called To the Moon, which I was kind of interested in, but that game is not very good. It's like a what? yeah. They to- they they call it an RPG, but it's really not. It's like an action or it's like an adventure puzzler. The only problem is all the puzzles are the same. And the act, the adventure part is just you walking from like point A to point B. Are the puzzles like a square where you have to draw flip a things. line? Basically, from one <laughs> except that. instead of drawing a line, you flip oh. tiles until all the tiles are the same. I uh, I, like, I played the demo for so this game. This is an action. No, 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 adventure, adventure puzzler. puzzler. Yes, in space. No, not in space. Or it has moon in the title. It has moon in the title. Yes. <laughs> like Sean, this is. I played your, the demo, and I, I actually think it's a little better than what he's saying. But I, I think the thing is, it was good. How long was the demo? Uh, like, like ten minutes, half an hour. Maybe, so maybe a I less. maybe played it for an hour and a half, and it's good. Like it's fine, but it just v- gets very repetitive. I think the thing most people seem to praise it for is the story. Yeah, and which... I I couldn't get, I couldn't bring myself to repetitively do the same puzzles over and over again to get through the story. Okay, fair enough. Uh, in that same bundle, there was a game called The Blackwell Deception. Have you guys heard of this? It's like a nope. adventure game made by Wadget Eye Games or Widget Eye Games or something like that. It's like the guy's known for another game called uh, Mark of the Shiva. I don't know if you guys heard of that, another adventure game. Anyways, it's just like a small indie game company that does it, specializes in adventure games. Uh, I really liked it. It was good. Funny storytelling and stuff. Uh, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy Dimensions on the iOS. I actually liked it. The first like prologue was free, and then it's like, but it's like $30 for the rest of the game. I haven't oh, even yeah. heard of this. This is the thing. Like, I think it's cool that they're putting out original yeah. games on iOS, but the price is The nuts. game was actually really fun, and I before I knew the price, I was considering buying it, but then once I saw it was $30, bucks, i was like, there's no way. Is it just a cl- like, typical Final Fantasy? Yeah, it's just like, like a 2D like Final Fantasy 2 or Final Fantasy 3 mm. Final Fantasy game on your iOS, and the controls are, are pretty good, like, you just touch where you want to go? And- uh, no, there's like a virtual... Oh, uh, no. But it's it's a little... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good, though. I borrowed Resistance 3 from Frank. I was having a little shooter want to play. <laughs> Desire. The most underrated game series so good. in history. I love this game. I actually kind of want to borrow it from you again to play through <laughs> it again. It was so good. I crushed it in, but I think, two binary, sittings. Binary domain oh, yeah, back, I got so. it back from you. I'm playing the shit out of that. Why don't you p- pick up the Resistance trilogy? I don't like the first game. 
and I like the third game. So what about uh, part two? You might like that. No, then it's worth it. Did you play two? No. Oh, two is amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna just cut my losses and just stick with three. I love resistance. It's good though. I enjoyed it. So uh, this was probably like a month ago. Left for Dead Two was free on Steam for a weekend. So I was like, I never played Left for Dead. I want to give this baby a whirl. So <laughs> I jump in. I play one single game. I jump in, and I'm obviously in with three other people that know what they're doing. Let's put it that way. Big. Mistake. I'm playing on my fucking laptop. Let me set the stage. <laughs> playing on my laptop, no mouse, shitty touchpad control, <laughs> <laughs> trying to look around. I was staring at the floor probably half the time. You were admiring the art? I was admiring the art <laughs> of the floor. So we eventually like get out of wherever we were. People will probably know this level, and you're kind of near a lake. And then there's like a house that you have to oh, defend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know anything about this. So I'm defending the house. I'm holding my own. You know, I'm killing one or two guys. Everyone else is doing the rest. I got like, one weapon. And then this big fucking monster comes out of nowhere. And I'm like trying to run away from him. And I don't know this. I don't know <laughs> if this is a special situation, but I jumped off the roof as he caught me and he hit me. And I probably went 200 feet into the lake. Well, that happens. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because all of a sudden, I just get like tons of messages from the people playing me. Just like, did that just happen? Well, maybe. <laughs> what happened there? Where Did that really just happen? Like, they're amazed <laughs> that I literally just got completely destroyed. And then I shut it off. It was a great experience, though. I loved it. And uh, it's, a, yeah. it's one of the best co-op games. Yeah, it was That's so amazing. much fun playing with randoms. I didn't know, obviously, Holton totally carrying me through this whole game but i only played for about 10 minutes and then had to go so it was fun fun while it lasted uh frog fractions i showed you guys <laughs> frog fractions before everyone needs to google frog fractions and then just play it's about an hour long just, if just you stick know, with it if you know the secret just stick with it just stick with It'll it don't blow your mind <laughs> yeah just stick with it it's not what I it appears i don't get it i still don't get it to be honest with these you. guys gave up too early just <laughs> I kind of get it. Fractions, just how it sounds. It's it's, uh, honestly, it's starting to become the nothing but trouble of games for me. (laughs) (laughs) Like so ridiculous, it's incredible. So after the last show, uh, people were saying that I need to try Dark Souls. I also tried it, so I picked it up, and let me say, this game is fucking amazing. It is, it is what it is like Mega Man. This is my analogy. It's like Mega Man, except with Frank's favorite RPG elements. So, in the same Your favorite, <laughs> he hates them. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> in the same like vein as Mega Man, you have to know what the the enemies you're facing are doing. If you don't, you're going to get killed. Same thing in Dark Souls. If you don't do the right move at the right time or know where the guys are going to be, you're going to get killed. But the problem is, is that in Mega Man, if you want to say make a jump or kill an enemy. You have to do it. You have to make the exact right jump and have the exact right weapon equipped. With Dark Souls, you can go and fight a bunch of weaker guys and gain enough souls so that you can increase your jump skill to make it easier to make that jump or increase your weapon skill to make it easier to kill that guy. So in a sense, by playing the game, you get rewarded uh, with like more skill points, making the game easier which allows you to progress. So although people say it's really hard, it's not quite the same as Mega Man where 
you could get overly frustrated and, and just give up. My my biggest problem with it, I think it's a pretty good game too. I don't have anything against it. But I find sometimes there'll be a difficult enemy, right? This is the game, obviously. Yep. It's die and retry. But sometimes when I have to retry something, the the checkpoints are too big. Yeah, yeah. Where you died is too far. Yeah, and you can like, also get fucked where like they knock you over an edge of a ledge and then you lose like 2,000 souls or whatever, which is quite a bit to spend. Yeah, it, and it, it gets frustrating. If there was a, a bit more... You're talking about that big-ass knight down in that one dungeon, aren't you? Uh, I don't even know. Oh, okay. But it, if there was just a little shorter distance on some of the stuff, I think I would be less frustrated. I think overall they did a pretty good job of, of designing the levels to avoid that and placing the the... What it, bonfires in good locations where you can get back to everything. And also, um, as long as you open the right doors or knock down the right ladders, they always make sure there's a shortcut once you've progressed that amount of distance, right? So you don't have to do crazy amounts of backtracking through all the same enemies uh, because the enemies respawn every time you die. So I don't know. I just think it's amazing how you can progress through the game and the game actually gets easier, although it's the essentially the exact same game the whole time. So if you get caught, you know you can just go to a slightly easier section, grind for a bit, get your souls up, buy whatever upgrades you need to do, and then go and try the game again. And I think it's it was it's a really smart design decision for this part. Also, the controls are so so good. I mean, it's basically like block, wait for the enemy to hit your shield and then attack yourself. But at the same time, the controls are super responsive. You never really feel like the game's cheating you. You know, everything you do, that guy does as you do it. And it, it just makes the game not frustrating at all. I think that's the big difference is a Mega Man game. You can get really frustrated. This, I, I rarely felt frustrated. I knew it was my fault if I died or, or whatever, some some of the bosses are. A I don't know bit when you hit a big enemy. Sometimes I don't know where it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, some and of the, some the of problem the is you die annoying. so quickly, you don't have enough time to die and kind of figure out what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it's just oh, you're dead. Well, there are definitely now. I have to go back there. Like Chances are, I'm gonna die right away again. So I just think if there if it was slightly easier in the sense that I don't care if I die. But at least let me make some mental progress on how to approach this guy before I die. Yeah, and I agree with that. Some some guys are just basically you walk in the room and you're dead, which is obviously not good, not a good design. But in, for the most part, it's pretty good. And uh, yeah, I just some of the bosses are incredible looking, and um, yeah, it's like a big giant puzzle. But it does punish you sometimes pretty badly. I like it. Not a game for Dwyer guy. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Although that that does intrigue me, the idea of building up your souls and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's just like Mega Man, except you you. Can How does that yourself. intrigue you? It's like any RPG. It's just, <laughs> just a different name for experience. Yeah, I so guess. If, if but... every ex- RPG called their experience souls, you'd be in. But just the idea that you're actually increasing your jump height and things like that. I don't like think that, you can increase are, your jump. No, uh, it, was, it was an example. Oh, well, I'm not interested <laughs> at all then. There's no jumping. It's, but It's you, strictly leveling up like any RPG. Well, yeah, but you... With souls. But you're like defense, your health, <laughs> every other thing except jumping. You can't jump. Whatever. Then I'm out. <laughs> In Nino Kuni, you collect pizzas and 
the more pizzas you I'm eat, interested in that. Yeah, you, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> All right, I'm going to rip through the rest. Um, I played a little bit of Retro City Rampage. I was liking it. Uh, didn't I get that. that far. I like it. I, I don't know. I feel like people have been really hard on this game. And like, I, I mean, it is Grand Theft Auto, basically, like the original Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. But just, you know, made to be tons of references to old games and just sort of goofy. and Yeah. It's weird because I played the demo uh, before it was free for PlayStation Plus and I actually didn't like it. And then it came on PlayStation Plus for free. I was like, oh, I'll give it another whirl. And I actually really enjoyed it. I found the writing really funny. So I don't know if it was just the time I played it the second time. I liked it more if I was more open to it the second time. If the demo was shit, I'm not sure what it was, but I really liked it the second time I played it more. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Yep. I played the the beta for Guacamelee. Looking good. Looking good team. And uh, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it's coming out soon. Everyone should keep uh, their eyes peeled on PSN for that. Uh, I played a bit of Sleeping Dogs, like I said already, and I played a bit of Company of Heroes, which is in that THQ bundle. Um, and the only other thing I've played is NHL 13, which I have a massive rant for, but I'll save it for another time. Mm. So, I'm a general, big not a fan of NHL 13. Not a fan. I, like, my biggest pet peeve is that so many media outlets are giving it such a good score. I, I don't think it deserves it's any sort of It's the same as score. the one before. No, it's not. It's worse. It's way worse. Like, you hated NHL 12. I just hate charge passing. Okay. Well, it still has... It, the charge passing is better now. Um, in the worst way. So if you tap it, it's a hard pass. And if you hold it now, it'll go faster. But the odds of your guy not receiving the pass is like through the roof. So if I want to make a really hard pass up the ice, apparently the guy forgets how to play hockey and misses the pass like 50% of the time. So there is a way to do quick pass now? Yeah, you just I, tap it. And oh, my like God. I didn't even know that. This game's amazing. <laughs> nine, <laughs> out of, nine out of ten? I'm going to play when I year. go home tonight. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> Anyways, I have a whole oh list of frustrations with this game, so but I, the main thing is that I don't think it deserves any type of praise. I mean, I feel that way a bit about NBA 2K13. Yeah. Like, they're talking about, oh, they've added these modes where in my player, in between games, I'll have to go to press conferences and answer a question <laughs> that shapes my character. And I'll have to... RPG elements, man. You're yeah, and I'll have to, uh, before the draft... These guys ask me questions from different teams to decide which team I end up on. These sections are so long and boring and look like shit. It's incredible. How this can be praised, it's it's just adding shit for the sake of adding shit. It sucks. Fuck that. <laughs> the one thing I do like about NHL is the new GM Connected mode, which is actually really fun. Like All my buddies have a team in it. And you just like play the computer, play play the people, and and it keeps track of a whole scene. It's just be a GM mode, but with people nowhere near you, which is a lot of fun. Cool. Yep. Sweet. Yep. Pretty sweet. Black guy, go up. All right. I don't have too much more to add. Did uh, download and play a bit of the cave, which was a very I played the demo as well. Highly today. anticipated game for me. Nice. Um. From from Ron Gilbert, one of the creators of Maniac Mansion, Monkey Island, and uh, the whole thing was Maniac Mansion meets Metroid. 
So it's like an adventure game with different characters. You can play through the story with, you choose three characters at the beginning, but there's like eight to choose from, I think. It's a cream dream and, supreme uh, for But it's actually a platformer. Sounds great in theory, and I do like the game quite a bit, but... He would hate it. A lot of backtracking. True. Uh, <sighs> but the thing I'm disappointed in is that it's it's still basically an adventure game. It's not much of a platformer. There's not a lot of action or skill required in maneuvering through these through the cave. Uh, you know, it's basically like just that you're jumping from place to place to pick up items to bring them back to use them somewhere else as opposed to pointing and clicking, which, you know, whatever. I, I like the actual uh, voice narration of the cave is amazing and hilarious, and I really enjoy that. Um, but... You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and try and get through it, and uh, you know, <laughs> One of these try days. to try to be dedicated to that because uh, I'm enjoying it. But on a related note, I'm also playing another Double Fine game, an older Costume one. Quest, Psychonauts. Oh, really? Yeah, and I had this for the original Xbox. Played a little bit of it, never got very far, but I bought it on Steam a while back and. Uh, been able to get some gaming in. Enjoying those slippers? <laughs> <laughs> been able to get some uh, gaming in uh, at at work from time to time on lunch and whatnot. And uh, this game's amazing. Yeah? Like, I don't know. Maybe it goes without saying at this point, but so creative. The idea of, you know, these different levels being in different people's minds. And it's weird playing it now after Inception having come out. And it's kind of got some of the same ideas as Inception, and um, not, is it dreams not, within dreams? Yeah, or? there is. There is the idea of you can only go to a certain level in the dream world or something like that. And uh, yeah, just I mean, basic braining. Come on, that's that's <laughs> an easy win. Basic braining. Yeah, instead of basic training. Oh, oh. so many like little puns like that. And it's funny because it kind of reminds me of like a Pixar movie in that way. And then I remember that there's a movie that Pixar is working on. I don't know if it has a title yet, but it it takes place in the mind. And yeah, I remember I, people saying that it was sounding like a ripoff of Psychonauts. So it's kind of weird. But um, yeah, I don't know. Love the game. And it's weird. It's an older game, obviously. But uh, and the graphics aren't amazing. But the style, like the very cartoony style of the characters, I find is still very fun to look at because of the fact that the characters are so out there and uh is it an action platformer i can't yeah. remember yeah yeah i'm still waiting for the game adaptation of psycho dad mm. al bundy's character when he goes <laughs> become psycho dad that's psycho right dad. <laughs> uh a couple other things i'll mention i downloaded a game called Ikachan for the 3DS. It's kind of a prequel to Cave Story, and it's uh, what you might call <clears throat> Metroidvania. <laughs> Although Frank does not like the term, no, I do not. But uh, really enjoyed it. Only problem is it's about two hours long. So five bucks for two hours of gameplay. I don't perfect know. length for you. For me, it's perfect. <laughs> Other people might not agree. Uh, but you basically play a little squid and you swim around in this water environment and, you know, you get like a, a hat that lets you uh, break bricks above you and then you get another power up that makes you break bricks sideways. And so, you know, it's it's very much Metroid 
Did I talk about Curiosity yet? No. Did you download Curiosity? I don't think I so. did. I was loving it at first. I tapped the shit out of that cube. Me too. I was having a lot of fun, but it just the server problems were ridiculous. Oh, like that keeping game. track You're of talking the, about the, uh, the iOS yeah, game. From, it was always uh, resetting what I did. And, uh, there was there's a lot of technical issues, but I I did like it for what it was. Is it done now? I, I haven't checked back in a while. It just it got so frustrating. So this was a game that Pierre Molyneux put out, and uh, the idea is that everybody's clicking on bricks, basically. Breaking the cube layer by layer. And so tons of people are working on this one big puzzle, and then at some point somebody... It's not a puzzle. It's literally just tapping. Well, <laughs> at some point, somebody's going to get to the it's middle of this thing, doll. and there's yeah. supposed to be some amazing thing that they're going to get, and it's up to them if they want to share it with cat. everybody or not. But yeah, so it's not over yet? I don't think so. I don't know. I think we would have heard what it was if probably or someone got there. But I guarantee you it's a picture of a cat. <laughs> oh my <laughs> if it, if I won and it had anything to do with cats, I would lose my fucking mind. I hate <laughs> hate cat humor. Yeah. Fair it's enough. pretty brutal. You know what you should do? Not tell anyone and just keep it to yourself. Oh if I had, if it was a cat, I would tell everyone. <laughs> Be the first thing I say to them. The curiosity thing is a fucking cat. <laughs> uh, all right, a few other quick things for me. Adventure Time for the 3DS. Pick this up, and uh, not I haven't really watched the show too much. So, what is this? Adventure Time. It's like an animated show. Oh, I've never, I've never, never heard of it. It's kind of like I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like an Adult Swim type show that makes fun of fantasy. Uh, stuff i can't really explain it but anyway they came out with a 3ds game and it's kind of an homage to zelda 2 mm. uh so i picked it up and like i definitely see that influence and i'm enjoying it but it's very much for kids like it's really easy i'm finding so far i don't know if it's going to get harder but you know if i think it's easy it's pretty easy <laughs> and you so, love it for that reason no i don't it's it's okay uh, like the 3d layered effect they have and it's kind of nice but uh played a game called they bleed pixels available on steam uh developed by i think they're called spooky squid a bunch of guys in toronto and it's actually uh kind of similar to super meat boy i'm finding like it's a platformer it's kind of got a lovecraft kind of theme to it but it's very cartoony and the platforming is very precise and the thing is, you know, you go around sort of impaling enemies on different spikes and stuff. But the thing that I find pretty interesting is their save mechanic or their checkpoint mechanic is that you have to collect a bunch of glowing orbs throughout the level. Once you collect enough, if there's no enemies around, you will checkpoint at that point. But because those orbs are kind of sometimes in dangerous areas, you have to decide, oh, do I want to risk it to try and save it right here or do I want to wait, but then I might die from something else? It's kind of an interesting sort of risk-reward system. I thought it was pretty cool. Hmm. And uh, what else? Played a little bit of Hitman Absolution. I, I just picked that up How's recently. That? I haven't played it yet. It's, uh, it's good. I mean, I haven't played any other Hitman games, so I don't have anything to compare it to. Uh, wanted at a work party, so, you know, what the hell? I threw it in, and uh, the thing I liked about it and I was kind of worried because stealth games for me are kind of hit and miss. Like I find if if it's if it's too easy to sort of get spotted or like as soon as you get spotted, it's game over. I get frustrated by that. 
But this one has a really good, like, if you get spotted and you just want to start playing it like an action game, you can. And I found that, you know, I would get into situations where I thought, you know, if this was Metal Gear or Splinter Cell, it would be game over. But, like, I'm I'm continuing on and the game keeps playing out. And I found that it was pretty adaptable that way. So I was enjoying it. And uh, what else? Uh, oh, well, I'll quickly mention another Double Fine game, Middle Manager of Justice. This is their iOS freemium game they put out I played a little while a ago. a little bit of that. I was pretty excited about this because I thought, you know, Double Fine, they're super creative, always have interesting ideas and interesting takes on genres that are established. And I thought, you know, if anybody can break the monotony of these freemium shit games on iOS, it's Double Fine. And I got bored of it pretty quick. Like, it, the yeah. idea is cool in that you are basically running a business for superheroes that are superheroes for hire, and you have to kind of level them up and send them out to do different missions. But it's just like every other freemium game. Like, it just gets really dull, and I'm like, what am I actually doing here? What am I actually accomplishing? It feels like nothing. You're killing time. Pretty much. So, I don't know. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed by that. And uh, I guess I'll end off on my mind fuck of the month. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. Oh, I got a good There was one. a movie recently that had a mind fuck line in it. I wanted to use <laughs> as a soundbite for this, and I could never remember what the movie was after I saw it. Do, do, uh, I think it was something we reviewed for Film Junk, so I was wondering if you remembered it. I'm not sure. Fuck. Die Hard? No. Was Side Effects? No, it was way longer than that. Anyway, sorry. Mindfuck uh, of the month. Yeah. Woo. So this is a big one. It's a game that actually just recently came out on Steam called Antichamber. Have you guys heard of this? Yep. So it's kind of like, I would compare it to maybe Portal on Shrooms or something. <laughs> like it's super trippy and super weird. And the idea is you're just kind of walking through this maze of you're encountering weird puzzles at every turn, but they're not really puzzles where you have to pick up and manipulate stuff. I mean, maybe there are later in the game. The stuff that happens early on is it's it, everything is about like if you look at something from a certain perspective or you know like you turn around and walk back or, backwards through a door to get somewhere else, suddenly you're in another room and it's just it's really hard to explain, but like it's kind of this black and white uh very simple, basic graphics, but they have like these weird colors on everything, and it's just got an interesting visual style. And um, yeah, like every time you kind of solve a puzzle, they give you a little, I don't know, adage or a little life lesson, and then you can kind of go back to the main room where you have sort of a map of all the puzzles you've solved and what all the little lessons were. And it's just this weird. I don't know. It feels like it's trying to be really philosophical and stuff, and I'm kind of digging the vibe of that. So the mind fuck. Yeah, it's it's definitely <laughs> a good mind fuck if you're interested in that. So check it out. And I think that's I heard pretty it's much good. It. Guys at work were playing it. They're saying they really liked it. Yeah, they crushed it in like two days. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. So let's get on to a little bit of junk mail. Got some stuff. We put a call out for some questions from you guys because it's been a while. And you responded. So we actually got we got one from Blake in Boston, but he also had one 
leftover from last time that we didn't answer. Let's say congratulations to Blake on his recent engagement. Congratulations. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Uh, so, hello, gentle junks. After playing three disparate assassination campaigns in this fall in Dishonored, Assassin's Creed 3, and Hitman Absolution, I've come to a realization that I enjoy smaller, more detailed environments juxtaposed to ambitious open-world games that ultimately feel like big, lifeless dioramas. What say you, Sean, Frank, and Andrew? Where do you stand as a game man on this controversial topic? P.S. Frankie, do you have buyer's remorse on the Wii U yet? And he also has another question for Frank. He says, I picked up two P.S. Vitas on Black Friday, one for me, the other for my fiance. Besides the most awkward product placement ever witnessed in House of Cards, <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen Sony put forth anything to promote or support their handheld. So I say to you, Frank, what now? What fucking now? <laughs> well, for the Vita, I think what they should do is they should get the what I would call the worst member of the Toronto Raptors <laughs> and have him go in a car and Martin play Audi? it with people and show them how cool PlayStation All-Stars <laughs> is. Like that to me is how you sell that system. You get athletes to play it. Yeah, especially the athlete I'm speaking of is Landry Fields, <laughs> who's a shit box. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. that's, that's the marketing campaign in Canada right now for the Vita. Uh, it's on constantly on that TSN. So I'm bombarded with it and I want to slip my wrists every time. <laughs> but Don't you love the guy that they pull in to play it too? Oh, they, oh, do you walk around it's a like lot? Oh my God. You could totally man. strip the internet on this thing. Oh, it's the worst, but I don't know. I'm just hoping the PS4, they're going to bundle it or so. Yeah, they might, but I just think it's going to bring new life to the Vita, and I blame developers mostly. They're just porting games, and I just want to see some original stuff. Yeah, there's just not a ton of stuff out for yeah, it yet. But, but what can you do? Guacamelee crossplay. I'm looking. That's one I'm definitely looking forward to. And then, uh, what was the first part of the? Oh, I love open world dense, versus linear, small environments. I, as I've voiced earlier on the show not crazy about huge travel times across open worlds i think i took the taxi for 90 percent of my missions in gta 4 i although i did like it in red dead with the horse riding i did enjoy because i don't know the car driving is just i always because everyone else is driving normal speed you're avoiding crashes and one little mistake and, and by fine. normal speed you mean super slow yeah so the only game I've actually liked it in is Red Dead, and that's probably my favorite open-world game out there. Yeah, I think it works for that game because it really gives you that sense of, like, isolation out in yeah. the wilderness kind of thing. Like, it's it really captures that. And Western the hunting vibe. is fun. It's yeah. because of the hunting missions in between and collecting that makes the open-world travel worthwhile. Yeah. But as a whole, I prefer small environments. I would say the perfect example... Of a 3D game with unique small environments and unique rooms. What is it, Dwight Guy? We're going back many, many years here. Goldeneye? No. <laughs> Metroid Prime. Perfect. That's a good one. Just. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, I feel like. I, I guess I can understand why certain people like open world games, because I think generally they just like having a, a sandbox to play in, right? But if you're actually going to sit down and try and play through the story, open world games are really frustrating sometimes in that regard. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think if you can give the illusion of choice without really giving tons of choice, that's a better way to go. I would recommend, Blake, go back and listen to – just listen, listen to Jonathan Blow talking. It's <laughs> <laughs> good call. But not for too long. He'll drive you crazy. No, no. From the PlayStation conference, listen to it all. Cause <laughs> I think you're going to like what he has to say, Blakey. And I, I like – I think I like both. I think I like the detail world more – but I, I'm good. Like I'm really enjoying Sleeping Dogs right now, and it's an open world. But I think they do a good job of keeping you contained in a smaller area, and then slowly working you out, so you don't get overwhelmed with the open worldness. I think, um, I think GTA Three or San Andreas did it pretty well, also. Um, I don't hate open world games yeah. either, by any means. I just, but I definitely like smaller, linear experiences as well. I think overall. All right, so Rick says, greetings, James Gunkers. So since last time you guys did a game junk, there was a ruling and a whole bunch of news about the place you used to work at. I realize this may be something you do not want to talk about. If that is the case, please ignore these questions. But I was just so <laughs> curious. How does working on something that has been ordered to be destroyed by the courts, whatever that means, feel? Do you guys all have extra copies of those games lying around? Is Frank planning on framing one? I have heard Dennis Dioc on multiple podcasts that I've been catching up on, and are they accurate to the man himself? My unrelated to SK question is, what do you think of the rumors going around that these consoles will have cell phone contract-like purchase plans, subsidizing the cost up front to force you into sub subscribing to the online service? Love the podcast. Always hope for more timely episodes. Rick. As for the burning thing, I just... I don't even know if it's happened, if it can happen. It just sounds weird to me. But the destroying of yeah. games. Yeah, I honestly don't know who's going to make sure it happens, who's going to enforce yeah, it. Yeah, it's so weird to me. It seems like the most ridiculous thing in the world, but... And I don't know how... Like, I don't know how the judge can rule that, actually, even. It seems so... It's like book burning, in a sense. Like, you'd think it would be... Yeah, it's like destroying art, really, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's kind of a strange And I would thing. think... Let's, let's say the argument is you can't make money off that anymore, right? Well, shouldn't that be... Shouldn't the money you made or some form of that come in the form of the settlement back to what, whatever Epic countersued for? I don't... Anyway, I don't, I don't know that much about it, but I just I still see copies of all those games everywhere. So yeah. uh, they said at one point I think Two Human got pulled off of Xbox Marketplace. Yeah. That was the only thing I've heard. I just don't see how it can be enforced, and it is a very I bought a copy of X Men Destiny though. Yeah. <laughs> when that ruling went down, just in case it is a it is a strange strange ruling, and I don't see how it's <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, copies of all the games, so I'm not too concerned. I got two copies of Two Human. So do I. One's nice. scratched to hell, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the rumors about cell phone contract type things for the new consoles, what do you guys think? Have you heard? I hadn't heard that, actually, but... I vaguely heard it, but I don't know where I heard it from. I don't really like it, but it's no different than... PlayStation Plus or Xbox Gold right now, really. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Most people are paying for those. They're making a lot of money off that, I'm sure. It's the same as, you know, World of Warcraft subscriptions. I mean, if you can get people that are paying you monthly fees for something, it's potentially a gold mine, so it makes a lot of sense. But yeah, would it pay off in, you know, in terms of the, you know, 
getting lowering the price of the console for that i don't know because i mean you i guess you just lock them in for i wonder if this is related to i thought i read something about you don't actually purchase it you just kind of like license 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 the console and then you pay like whatever 80 bucks a month or whatever i wonder if it's related to that that's Maybe. the only thing I could think of. I think that I think part of this ties into the idea of used games, and even with digital downloads, there's like laws where you own that. You you can do whatever you want with it, and I think this might get them around some of that stuff too. Like you don't actually own anything; you're leasing it. So I think that might play into it as well. You're not actually buying anything. You don't own it. anything, yeah. so you can't sell it. You can't rebuy it. Like hmm. all that kind of stuff. I think that's the bigger part of that. I just think it would be, I mean, I guess if it's just an option, then maybe that's one thing, but generally cell phone contracts are not something people like, you know, people hate having to deal with that shit. And but everyone does it anyway. Well, cause you so don't have a choice. Yeah, right? exactly. So, <laughs> well, but I'm saying like, like people would, not have one. like they've been around since cell phones have been introduced basically. But I think, you know, to go from a console that didn't have that to one that does, people would be very angry, and it would keep people away from buying it. Maybe. I'd buy it. I'd pay whatever a month. I don't give a fuck. Well, of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You would, too. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me. Uh, I wouldn't. You could play Steam. Have fun. I will. We'll be playing all the new cool games <laughs> on Steam. <laughs> all right. Matt... K says, uh, yes or no, will this be the final generation of home consoles as we know it? I'm going to say no, but I think the end is in sight with things like Steambox, the concept of streaming games. Also, I was wondering if Frank has ever played the Batman the Animated Series game for Sega Genesis. This is the best Batman game ever with a really cool soundtrack. You get to fight the Joker, who is in a hot air balloon. Uh, I have not played that game. I'll look for it. I'll make a mental note. I actually think I might have the cartridge from some big lot I bought on eBay, but I've put all my loose cartridges in some deep, dark corner of my house because they should not exist in any game collection. But I might dig it up just based on that record. <laughs> we actually haven't talked about that yet. What? The retro games, but... The retro... The retro day we did. Anyways. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. We talked about Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, but just that, I thought. Yeah, we talked about American Gladiators playing sports games. Okay. Fine. Is that just ginger ale? <laughs> that city's <laughs> hammered right now. Hammed. Uh, I, I, I just got to say, though, I got to take issue with the statement that is the best Batman game. Like, let's be real here. We've got Batman, Arkham Asylum, it, Arkham City. We've got Batman for the NES. Didn't we do a amazing. top... Five Batman games. I think we did super, last show superhero games. Not last show, but when we did the well, Arkham yeah. show, the Arkham Asylum show. Yeah, I thought it was comic book games. Yeah, maybe comic book games. Because yeah, I had Ninja Turtles arcade on it. Uh, Best Batman game. Hmm. Batman Returns. Sega CD. <laughs> Arkham City. <Nice. laughs> Probably Arkham. City. Just for the Batmobile level at the beginning. <laughs> it really is awesome, though. So. Is this the final generation of home consoles? What do you guys think? No. I don't think so, but I think we're getting close. I think, I think with the is. Gaikai stuff. But I think it depends. You're always you the first to be like, no. this is the digital age, boys. <laughs> you got to understand, people can download anything they want at any time. That's the future. 
I think it just depends what you consider a home console. Like, for one thing... Here we go. Apple could easily jump into the gaming market and say, you know what, if you've got an Apple TV and you've got an iPad or an iPhone, you can play games. And they could turn that into a whole gaming Well, system. I would consider a console being... The, defi- the definition of a con- this g- generation of consoles, you need to go out and purchase a box, and that's the only way you can play that content. Right. So Apple TV would count? Yeah. That would be a console in that case. But is it primarily for games? Because Apple TV is not. You could argue that depending on how you use your Xbox or PS3, it's not primarily for games. My dad's never played a game on his PS3. <laughs> Well, I, only watches Netflix and Blu-rays. Then, if you're looking at it that way, the console is dead already. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, we didn't really talk about the Steam Box thing, and I think that could shake things up quite a bit. I don't know how it's all going to play out, but lens flares. I would be very interested in the Steam Box. I love the idea of the building up a collection on Steam that never goes away. It just keeps adding to it and building to it and all the sales. I would love it if Steam became the major. You have it already. It's called your PC. I know, but <laughs> I don't mean that. I mean where it, I just feel like it gets to those places later and sometimes never for big games. Like Obviously, I wish there was cool exclusive games on Steam that are the quality of Uncharted and other things. I don't think there's that many exclusive PC games that I'm dying to play. Well, what I'm curious about with the Steam Box thing, because I'm interested in it from the point of view of, like, yeah, I have a PC or laptop, but I like sitting on a couch, playing a game on a TV. You can kind of do that with Steam now, but not all games, right? Right. And it's kind of a pain in the ass. But if I could buy something fairly cheap to hook up to my TV to do that, I'd be very interested. But the thing I don't understand is, would they support, you know, because on Steam, they also released the latest and greatest, like, Crisis 3 or something, you know, for PC. At what point... Not Crisis 3, but... Well, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> like, a lot of the new FPS games that come out, they will come out on Steam simultaneously. And, you know, they will be, you know, amped up as much as they can in terms of graphics and all that stuff. So would the Steam Box support that stuff? Or if it doesn't, and you put it out, or if it does, but then you put it out this year, by next year it won't support the best games on Steam. So I don't really understand how that would work. I think it would. I think it'll be the exact same as a PC. And if they want to do, like, exclusive Steam Box, they could do that right now if they wanted to. Yeah, they they could, could, but they don't. They could essentially... I mean... Half-Life 2 was PC exclusive, right? So, okay. I mean, it wasn't Steam exclusive, but it was PC exclusive. Sure, that is an example. And But now, obviously... Most of the, the PC Xbox, exclusives but, are strategy games and... Yeah, in indie titles. Yeah. Not doing it for me. Gonna have to step your game up, PC. <laughs> well, just, uh, just wait till The Witness comes to Steam first. No, it says not. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> those are the kinds of games you might get first on Steam. Um, Maybe. Okay, so Matt Z says, Hey, fellas, very happy to see you recording again. As always, hope it becomes a more regular thing. A question for you <laughs> is about speedrunning video games. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the concept, but it's based on a very basic idea, playing video games as fast as possible. 
past few years, the whole community has been built up around this. A lot of the people who play are regular streamers on Twitch TV or other streaming internet sites and regularly compete over world records in old school games from Super Mario World to newer titles like Dark Souls and many other even more obscure titles. To name a few, Mr. Gimmick, Batman on the NES, and even the abomination that was Sonic 06. I was just wondering if you guys have ever done any speedrunning yourselves or if you even see the point in doing so. Lately, friends and I have been racing Super Metroid Weekends. <laughs> That's fun. I got to say, it's been an absolute blast to return to my old favorites in a brand new way. Keep it up. Much love from Toronto, Matt. I will say, the one time, I'm not into speedrunning, but my buddy Mike in university, I watched him speedrun Super Metroid one night, and it was awesome. That's, <laughs> I only have an appreciation for speedrunning Metroid games. I agree. Those are the best games to speed <laughs> run. <laughs> Did we have a question like this last show? I don't know. I think we might have talked about it at some point. I feel like I I talked about this already, but I'm not really into speedrunning either, but I watched a Zelda speedrun. Did I tell you about this? Oh, you just told us about this at my oh, house. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. So this like Zelda speedrun, it was done Ocarina of Time on the N64 in something crazy like 21 minutes. And it took advantage of all these little, like, bugs in the code and bugs in the levels that allow him, the guy to teleport exactly where he needs to go. And, like, it was insane. It, it was very impressive to see. But I would never in a million years spend the amount of time these guys spent. And it, it's funny because it, it has him and two or three other guys doing commentary along with the speed run. And they're using all these terms that they've obviously developed with the Zelda speedrun community to <laughs> whatever to, to talk about the language of the bugs, right? And it's amazing to me that these guys take so much time and find these little things. Like the one thing was if you stand on the edge of a teleport sphere and drop bugs and then run back and hit a door... It'll actually like load two levels at once, and those levels add together to bring you to Ganon's final tower. It's like the craziest thing you'd never think of ever. And somehow these guys found this. And I think it also is a tribute to the games that people do speedruns for, because they're obviously so good that people put so much time into mastering them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me personally, I don't have time to play games regularly. Why would I have the time to sink into mastering a game at this level. But I am pretty interested just in the sense, some of the stuff you're talking about, like just the weird shit people find in games that you never would think would be there. And it makes sense. I mean, obviously when people get good at a game and they like it and they've beat it a billion times, you're going to look for something to take it to the next level. And I can appreciate it. I just would never do it myself. So kill. <laughs> uh okay we got an email here from terry who says hey guys i just had a few <laughs> few questions about the playstation 4 if you had to guess right now about price how much do you think it will go for did you see enough at the future of playstation event to want to run out this holiday season and pick it up or will you wait a bit were you surprised or bummed there wasn't anything about uncharted 4 take it easy terry well we talked about most of it i'll say 500 low-end 600 high-end models I'll say four fifty low, five fifty high, <laughs> and I'm not too bummed about. Sean will say four fifty one and five fifty. I will no. take <laughs> one dollar. I will take three ninety nine as the low, 
I'm going to say if they can hit that, they will be on to something. They but, got a winner. Uh, between 400 and 500, though, I think. Probably. And will I buy one this holiday season? Yes, Sean will. And yes, I will. <laughs> and yes, Andrew will. Nope. Probably yeah. not. Surprised about No Uncharted 4 a little bit, but not bummed because it'll come eventually. I was really hoping for that GTA 5. That's what I thought was coming. I thought they were going to announce it. Not exclusive, but just that it was coming and right. launch title. But but yeah, again, they, they're going to want to do their own thing. It. Yeah, They're going to have a day where they announce it and show it. And I know that game got delayed until September, which is fairly close to launch time. So Yeah. That is kind I of was thinking curious. that the PS4 would announce launching in September, but obviously it didn't. It said November, so I was hoping they were going to go Dream uh, Saturn and say it's out right now. <laughs> I wonder if they like they probably chose November specifically because they realized that that would force Microsoft to go next year, probably because if they did September, maybe Microsoft would go November. But now Microsoft would either have to be earlier than them or next year or exact same time same would, day would they do that i don't think <laughs> so. true battle i have a feeling xbox will come out this year as well i think so too we'll see could happen all right a couple more questions austin in san antonio says uh i'll go ahead and get right to the point since you i think you guys are already at the three or four hour mark <laughs> what does a next generation console mean for a small game developer for the big companies it's obvious they're going to pump out the best graphics or some new game mechanic that they can but what about smaller developers who probably don't have the money or manpower to create that type of game what do you think they'll have to do to stay in the market do you guys think they'll increase prices for this next generation i remember when the xbox 360 came out prices jumped from 50 to 60 dollars a game i feel bad for saying this but now i just wait a year to have the price come down a little bit anyway can't wait to hear the new episode austin I don't think game game prices will go up at all. I don't think they can at this point. Yeah, I think Steam is really screwing over new game sales with all their sales that come out random times and for super cheap. I, I don't think, think with, I can't see them going anywhere. With either. iOS, the yeah. the average price of games is just going down. And then but we have talked about the whole collector's edition thing. Yeah. I could see them doing for a big game saying, you know what, buy the collector's edition, and that's all we're putting out initially. Yeah, I, I could see them charging 100 bucks for Call of Duty. Yeah. I, I can't believe they don't. But, well, could happen. Uh, and what was the first part, sorry? What the next-gen consoles mean for smaller developers. I don't know if it changes that much than the current ones. There's still pretty big teams to make a really big game. So I think you're just going to see more indie stuff. If anything... There's some reassurance from the press conference for smaller developers in that, you know, PC ports are going to be easier. So they can work on a PC and get something out to a lot of platforms quickly. And a lot of, honestly, a lot of engines like Unity and other engines are just, they all do the work of porting stuff to other systems. So I think you're just going to see more engine structures like that that are going to enable smaller companies. Yeah, it depends how small we're talking. If we're talking like a studio of like 10 or under, if they're not doing like 2D games now, they'll probably have to switch to doing 2D or ramp up to be a bigger team size. Um, there's no way you'd be able to populate a world like you were seeing in Killzone with a team of 10 people. It would take you six years or more unless you had some really talented artists that could work really fast. But I don't know, if you had any teams over 50, 
they could they could probably pull it off just maybe a little longer i just i find it kind of weird like there's a uh, a gap that's sort of widening between like if you're only an indie developer or if you're a gamer who only plays indie games i don't know if the ps4 has anything for you really i mean they they obviously are pushing digital downloads and their psn network they're going to be you know they're going to want indie games in there but you know it's part of their plan i'm sure but it's still not something the smaller developers need to to put out their games i mean they can they have many other ways they can do it and i just think we're going to get to a point where these big consoles are going to have these gigantic mega budgeted games and then you're going to have the small indie ones on steam and there's going to be nothing in between and i think that's i mean that's kind of what the movie industry has become and i think that's what the game industry will probably become possibly Touché. right on all right last question and uh <laughs> had the same question on film junk but quick question for you guys i remember from the last show frank mentioning losing his job and i was actually driving home listening to the show having just lost my job too so i was curious has he found new employment hope so love the show michael mckinley uh, not in the games industry. Still uh, doing my other thing, working from home, doing some database stuff. But Loving life. I, I do. <laughs> I, I, I like it a lot now, so it gives me a lot of freedom to do other stuff. And uh, Yeah, I don't know. I've, I'd s- still be interested in getting back in the games industry at some point, but it's tough right now. I tried, and not a lot of open doors out there right now. Nope. <laughs> it's pretty rough. And right. I'll, I'll, when I was talking to recruiters, almost everything I got is some free-to-play PC online RPG. That There's a lot of, like, iOS stuff that's just going to bomb hard. Yeah, and it's just... Well, I don't even care about that. I'm just not interested in that stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of indie stuff that maybe doesn't pay that well, and then yeah. it's, like, uh, such a hard decision to make sometimes. But, Yeah. Um, Sorry to hear about your loss, dude. The, the guy from the question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sucks losing a job. It does. Yeah. All right. So thanks, everyone, for the emails. And, uh, you know, you can reach us at the same address as FilmJunk, filmjunk at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, we don't really know when we're going to record again, but I'll. <laughs> Next I'll, week, right? <laughs> I'll go through some podcast. of the uh, upcoming releases anyway, because uh, we haven't really talked about this, but... It's getting hot. <laughs> it's huge. Like, yeah, there's tons of good games. February and March and April, like, usually there's a couple of games that come out, but, like, everything... Especially at the end of this, like, a, a life cycle, a console life cycle, you'd think it would ramp down, not up. Yeah, but, like, everything from last year got pushed back, which is, you know, arguably one of the reasons why 2012 maybe wasn't the greatest year for games, but... Uh, so let's see. Well, we've got this month, Dead Space 3 already came out, Aliens, Colonial Marines. There's a winner. <laughs> Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, Crisis 3. Uh, March 5th, Tomb Raider, as well as Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate on the 3DS. The next week, uh, God of War Ascension, as well as StarCraft II, Heart of the Storm. Swarm. Swarm? I think so. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Starcraft 2 something something. March 18th, Lego City Undercover. Are you picking that up for Wii U? Absolutely not. 
No? no? I think it looks kind of cool, actually. Just saying. If I had a Wii U, I'd probably pick it up. Hey, if it gets a 7.5 or higher, <laughs> <laughs> who knows what will happen. Uh, March 19th, Gears of War Judgment. Anyone picking this up? Yeah, probably. Still have to play three. I haven't even. I don't even know if I put in three. Maybe just to play multiplayer a little bit. I heard um, if there's a deal at Walmart, if you buy that one, you can get Gears of War two or three for free or for like ten bucks or something. Hmm. Already got them all. <laughs> uh, March nineteenth, also Monster Hunter three Ultimate for Wii U. Interested. March twenty fourth. We, we didn't talk about the biggest. Rayman Legends, oh, yeah. non-exclusive and pushed a year. That's rough. Yeah. That angers me. <laughs> that was like the reason I bought a Wii U, pretty much. Yeah, that's bullshit. It is. It's the worst. <laughs> well, it's horrible for the Wii U as far as them trying to make a splash I don't, with a big exclusive game. I don't understand why they would do that. Like, Why wouldn't they just get it out there? Because they're going to sell copies. Yeah, because I would have bought the action figures and stuff. <laughs> Um, it's really upsetting to me. Yeah. Especially because they've said the game's ready to go. Like, Did they actually say that? They're, it's not. The developers it's, themselves were like no basically pissed off at uh, at Ubi. Oh, really? Yeah. That sounds weird. All right. Um, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, March 24th. Pretty pumped for that. Luigi's Mansion? Yeah. Is that the 3DS one? Yeah. yeah. That's next level, I think. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. And then uh, March 26th, Bioshock Infinite. Ooh, baby. A lot of people looking forward to that one. I'm one of them. I'm the most looking forward to it. I'm predicting this. <laughs> I'm predicting that will be game of the year for me. Could be. I'm that confident. Really? Yeah. And then uh, a couple other things in April. We've got Injustice Gods Among Us, the did, Star Trek game. Did you say, did I miss Tomb Raider? Yeah. yeah, March okay. 5th. March 5th. Uh, Is that soon? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Super soon. That's what I'm saying, man. It's insane. And then um, a few other things. Last of Us was coming out in May, but it got pushed back to June. And then... What day? Tell me it comes out on my birthday. 14th. Oh, one week away. Exactly. I got a Tuesday birthday, too. Ouch. Jackpot. And then uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist, August 20th, and GTA 5, September 17th. So probably around September is when we'll be recording again. Next <laughs> oh, I think we got to do an April show. Uh, April? What's April? Like after we've had time to play Tomb Raider, Bioshock, yeah, some I of mean, these I'm, big games. I'm hoping to actually play a game, one or two of these games. And so. Last of Us warrants. Uh, also, we'll need to hear from the GDC report. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, of course. yeah. That's in, that's March 25th to 29th or something like that. And by then, you guys should have uh, Wii U's. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see what we can we do. We should start a Film Junk Miiverse community or, or Game Junk. I don't know exactly what that means. Whatever you need to do, Frank. I don't think you can. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and is that it? Is there anything else we need to mention? Well, I guess E3 is probably going to be a, a, a time that we'll want to do a show as well, but we'll see what happens. Can you get us press passes for E3? I don't know. Maybe. Let's do it. We got 14 shows, baby. <laughs> I'm sure there's people who, are, who are, have less credentials than us that have gotten in. I would go. I'd love to go. 
Let's do it. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> All right. Well, you can uh, stay tuned to the Facebook page and our Twitter account for news, updates, and discussion that happens. Facebook.com slash Game Junk and Twitter.com slash Game Junk Podcast. And uh, also the website, GameJunkPodcast.com. Yeah, sorry to people who actually write comments in there. I, I checked it like... <laughs> like a month ago and someone had written like two months after our last show and so i responded to him anyways although i know he didn't check in after that yeah it's like we try to put put your comments in the facebook page try to post the news we don't always respond to the comments but you know people are discussing stuff so that's cool and i guess you can follow us all on twitter as well twitter.com slash dirty frank with three hours and dirty my angry commute and film junk and uh, don't forget citizens, citizens of Earth on Facebook. One other thing, if, you, if you're if you a fan of the show and you have friends who like games, just maybe pass it along. Rate us we, on iTunes. We don't ask for a lot of pushing and stuff like that, but I'm sure if the community grew, if they like would be more inclined podcast. to do more <laughs> shows. Right. If we had some serious sponsorship and advertising. <laughs> I don't mean that, but just like more talk and chat. More community. That's true. Yeah, I'd I'd be more inclined. More people forcing us to play Dark Souls and stuff like that. Hey, it worked. That was like three people that were harassing us. So if you get like ten, I'm sure we'll be playing way more games. (laughs) All right, so that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time right here on Game Junk. See ya. Bye.